No Way Home is finally here, ladies and gentlemen, and our podcast all about Spider-Man is coming your way. I'm going to stop talking. Future me, hit that music. Let's do this. from 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, in the heart of Uptown Whittier. Keeping Up With The Nerds presents issue number 78. My name is Brian. And Nick. Renee. Andy. And Mandy. And welcome to the show. I have a question. When you guys started dating them, did you know that their names rhymed? No. (laughs) (laughs) Was that like, guys, when we start dating someone, their name has to rhyme. And then we're going to have a podcast. And then we'll have a a podcast so that way when it goes off, it sounds cute. It sounds cute. It sounds cute. So, quick little bit of information for our listeners. If you guys are kind of like, well, what the heck? Why are there five different voices in my ear? If you guys listen on an audio platform, obviously. Well, we all went to go watch Spider Man No Way Home mm-hmm. on Thursday night, thanks to Nick, who graciously got us the tickets. Thank you. True Thank MVP. You, yeah. True MVP. Yeah. Yeah. 10.45. <laughs> <laughs> it was so late. Some of us only got like two hours of sleep and all that. that. We were all true through. Um, so, uh, we're, we're all here because we all want to talk about it. We all want to, you know, give you guys our thoughts and opinions mm-hmm. and pretty much a reviews of what we thought of this movie. I mean, overall consensus is I think we can all agree that this is a fantastic, a fantastic movie, right? Fantastic. Oh, you could say fantastic. it was fantastic. Amazing. You could say it was, it was pretty <laughs> spectacular. <laughs> it was pretty spectacular. It was amazing. It was the superior one was of all superior. of them. Yeah, yeah. The superior. It was sensational. Sensational. <laughs> it's definitely 2019. I don't know how to <laughs> I was going to say 2099. Like, it's so close. It's so futuristic. Um, what's, so Spider-Man? The, what's Spider-Man again? Is what? Thing? There's what? a scarlet spider. There's a, it's, it, we I sat next what? to a scarlet spider. Did we really? Yeah, that was the guy that was uh, the, trying to like, oh, Yo, the, you guys the, are sitting in my suits. Oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so, I, so the way we're going to format this is, you know, uh, we're going to have Nick, Renee, Mandy, and Andy talk for the first 45 minutes to an hour, and it's going to be their opinion. Then I'm going to chime in in the last 30 to 45 minutes and give you guys what I think about it, just so that way we're not all jumbling and fumbling around all over the place with five different voices and getting right. everyone confused. We're going to stick with our five or four-person formula at first, get you guys comfortable, get you guys, you know. Yes. Acquainted with, <laughs> acquainted with everything. And uh, then I'll chime in, and Good that job. way, you know, we get they, the show going. If All they right. didn't leave, they did. <laughs> they did left now. So and I'm going to be. And if they stayed? All right, I, Nick, I Renee, yeah. you guys are going to behave yourselves because I'm going to be <laughs> Behave yourselves. Okay? Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. What? This guy over here. Yes. Now that's the troublemaker over uh, there. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a professional. You're a good boy. I say it every single time. I'm a good, a good boy. boy. <laughs> I'm waiting for my pats later. So I'm gonna be production managing this entire podcast. Make sure that we all stay on track. Great. And I'm also gonna be the researcher. So yes. can you yes. also be time manager as well? Yes, I'm being time manager. So I got everything. I got you guys. We're already three minutes into the show, guys. Nice. Ooh. All right. Um, I think. Okay, so just as a preference, yeah. if you have not seen of course, yeah. Spider-Man No Way Home, 
get away. Out. Yeah, go, by, by the time this episode goes no, 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 no. Yeah. Don't go away. Pause the video. Go watch Spider-Man. Then come back. Mm-hmm. Then if you which are, then if you want and you know you're done crying, then you can come back. Because <laughs> it got rough. It, it got was, rough yeah. in Spider-Man. A, All right. So thank you for that little preface, Nick. Yeah. Yes. Just and before, we, I didn't want yeah. to just be like, oh, yeah, this happened. And then <laughs> somebody, and then people yeah, get mad. Obviously, Captain America came back. <laughs> <laughs> He's on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> the moon fell. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, so what you don't know is Captain America has been into that shield on the Statue of Liberty <laughs> yeah. this whole time. Oh, yeah. That's, That's his home new, base. That's his yeah. new home. Yeah. That's his new home. All right. So. With that said, I'm going to let you guys, all four of you guys, take control. And right. with a snap, I am. All Where'd right, he go? So. Hello? He's right, Brian's gone. He's right there. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, magic isn't real. Anyway. <laughs> no, but uh, Spider-Man No Way Home was, I, I personally, I loved it. I think it definitely yeah. ranks on at least top three to top two of my brand, of my MCU movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I enjoyed the entire movie. It is a two and a half hour spectacle. Yes, it is a long, long movie, almost as long as Infinity War, and also as long as Endgame. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. which is insane mm-hmm. to think about because those those movies at certain points do feel long. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do feel long. I did not feel the length of this movie. I felt like it was well paced. Uh, the beginning was a little bit long. It it got a, it had a little to like start up. Yeah, but after that, and as soon as you got the Sinister Six, I feel like that was when the movie really took off, mm-hmm. and that's when the movie did really well. What'd it flowed. It flowed really well. Yeah. I I had a problem with the Andrew Garfield Spider Man. I felt like it was very choppy and it didn't flow. But this one flowed, and I I was stuck on the screen. Usually I get distracted in a movie theater because people are moving around, but I kept my eyes on yeah, the screen the whole entire it, yeah. time, which I was surprised. It just flowed so well. Do you, Do you get distracted in movies often? Yes. Yeah, if I she does. if the if the screen doesn't if whatever's playing in front of me doesn't catch my attention right away right. i'm gonna be looking around the whole entire time we were watching it was one time that happened to her where we were wa- we were about to watch the new child's play movie yes and in the movie theater you remember oh. she was freaking out because there was a guy it was that after had the a- shooting yeah <laughs> and then- a- wait what it was- okay um remember the big shootings at the the movie theaters yeah the- we went to go Your- see the new child's play like okay, a month okay couple months after that mm-hmm. yeah there was this guy in the f- very front row and he kept getting up and going to the corner and pulling the screen to the side and then he had a bag and didn't have the bag had the bag i kept telling Renee, i'm gonna get up and go tell somebody mm-hmm. he was freaking me he didn't do anything he was charging his phone behind the screen oh <laughs> he had his he had his phone yeah plugged in but he kept he checking just it throughout the movie sus. yeah mm-hmm. i couldn't enjoy the movie i got yeah. so distracted in all fairness i remember when totally off topic i remember when that did happen because i was actually inside of a screening of the dark knight oh. when that happened oh, yeah, and the that's cops right. and the cops did come in mm-hmm. which is interesting because we were in the back row and we saw police walk in mm-hmm. and then they, they were looking around kind of trying to see what was going on and they walked back out we were like what the heck just happened like yeah. why are the cops yeah. here oh my gosh i completely forgot about that didn't yeah. it was it in sorry colorado? to bring that up yeah, i'm sorry it in, yeah it was it was it was in, it was in colorado mm-hmm. uh was it no, it was Colorado. It was in Col- I think yeah, it was either in Colorado so. or Connecticut. I don't mm-hmm. remember yeah. which. But anyway, that's besides the point. Um, Andy, what did you think of the movie? I I thought it was it was amazing. I think oh my gosh, what a time to live to be able to like. <laughs> who would have thought that we would have gotten the movie that that we got? Right. I I I was very satisfied by it. I think it tied up a lot of ends from yes, you know, 
The and Sony-verse. Yes. The yeah. Sony-verse of movies, yeah. What a great tribute, and I'm very excited to see what happens next. I, I don't know how much we're... I, I'm, I know we're kind of starting it off. Mm-hmm. I'm sure we'll get more yeah. in-depth with it, but I I loved it. I, I would watch... I. I rarely say this about movies. I would watch this movie again. It's I, great. I think we all were in consensus when we were all getting up from the movie after we saw the final. Uh, the, there's two end credit scenes in case people don't know yet. If you haven't seen it yet, stay after the credit, uh, after the first set of credits and then also the second set of credits because there is two after yeah. credit scenes. Yeah. Um, well, more of an after credit scene and then a trailer at the very end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so go check those out. But the main thing was that I think we were all in consensus when we left left of going oh we need to watch this movie again yeah mm-hmm. definitely. and i even told renee i was like i can't wait till this comes out on disney plus because if it I, does it's gonna come out on disney yeah plus. yeah well, what about the other two spider-man movies they're nowhere to be streaming are they? no, they're not on they're, they're not, not on disney plus they are not if it's not on disney plus i have to find a place to watch Let's it check. yeah we have if a checker not, right now if not i will watch no, they should be on Disney+. Plus. No, okay, right, no. so I'm going to chime in for a two. second. Yeah. Uh, there's Supposedly there was a rumor. Um, I came back from the future. Ah. Um, there's a rumor where uh, Sony and Netflix have made an agreement to stream the first five movies on their platform closer okay. to 2022. And then I think uh, Disney has a deal with Sony where they're going to be streaming the Homecoming movies somewhere in 2022 as well. Okay. So it's Netflix... For the first five, and then the home movies, and then the home movies on Disney Plus. Okay, yeah, because they already did it for Shang Chi. Yeah, because Shang because Shang Chi was up on Disney Plus about three months after. Yeah. yeah, and then after it was up three months after, then you could buy it, and that was when you could buy it. Then another three months after that, then you could just watch it. It was like yeah. six months later, then you could really watch the movie for free. Yeah, and that's fine. I just really want to watch this at home by myself. Mm-hmm. Just because I did feel, I, it, don't don't get me wrong. I love an audience. I love watching movies with audience with audiences. The energy that you get from them, the reactions that you're getting, yeah. you know, you can really see if like jokes are hitting with you or if it's just, you know, oh, I thought that was funny myself. Or the mm-hmm. very intense moments where you could hear a pin drop. Yes, mm-hmm. those yeah. are great too. Yeah, those are great too. But the other, the only problem with that is that because everyone's so excited and it's the first time seeing it. Right. The, you miss things because yeah, like, like yeah. there was dialogue we missed when certain characters were revealed yes they were talking after we were either yeah. clapping mm-hmm. screaming and or cheering. laughing yeah. yeah yeah i did hear some people like saying like shut up i can't hear the movie mm-hmm. <laughs> be, like right after like people showed up um just to just so that we can get that off the way uh there was a grand total of seven people from the sony verse that actually did show up yeah yeah so it was alfred molina as mm-hmm. uh doc ock yes yeah. willem dafoe as green goblin mm-hmm. yeah. uh jb fox as uh what was it as electro, electro max dylan and then we also what were the other uh who were the two from uh three and also from Sandman. amazing spider-man one yes yeah, so Sandman. Sandman, i forget his name i forget the actor's name though oh yeah and then also in uh the amazing spider-man the one. lizard oh, the, the, Connors, yeah, Kirk, yeah. the person who plays kirk connors i don't remember his name's ray rise rise or ray something ray i think it's like ray something it's yeah. something it's something along those lines all mm-hmm. i know is a really good actors mm-hmm. they're really great actors and then not only them but also we do get once again guys Sorry. Uh, f- the actor that plays Flint and the actor that plays Kurt, I don't think they came back. 
I think they were just uh, generated. generated. Do you think CGI generated? It seemed like that. So I'm on the Wikipedia page for the cast. I I mean they have well they have dialogue. They though. do yeah. have dialogue, but I think they're voiced by different people. Um, if they're voice if if they're voiced you know by different why? people, dude, that they were close. You know it what? It does like when Kurt when Kurt Connors comes when the lizard goes back to Kurt Connors, it does look like already footage from Amazing Spider Man. Could be. Mm-hmm. It looked it did, a little it, bit CGI it did, after. It did look familiar. You know what? It could be. Yeah. Uh, can you look up the, those movies to see who those actors are? Because they did use their image. I'm gonna, the uh, yeah, I'll, I'll did, be back. I'm going to yeah, look this up right now. If, if anything, they did use their likeness. But mm-hmm. besides that, also, guys, if once again, if you have not seen Amazing Spider-Man, you really don't want us to spoil anything for you. Please don't. You have to see it. Yeah. Please, please pause it right now because yeah. I am going to say Andrew Garfield and... Toby Maguire. Maguire do come back. Yes. Oh, man. Uh, what was it? So we do get our trio of Spider-Men. Uh, we also do get our first look at a Netflix character inside of the MCU. Yes. yes. We finally get our, exciting. we finally get our, uh, what was it? Our Daredevil. Our Daredevil. Yes. yes. Yeah. Interacting mm-hmm. with Marvel with, movie characters. Yeah. And he's in Queens, yep. which is like a... Hop stone throw away from Hell's so Kitchen. Good. He looks good too. He did. Yeah, he, he looked good. I was like, dang. Like, he looks really good. Yeah. I love the scene where uh, when the brick flies yep. through, he catches, catches it. Well, I love how Peter was about to. Yeah, and I love his. Ex- him like, how did you do? That? <laughs> I'm a really good lawyer. <laughs> yeah. I, I I really liked that line. Um, I do like the fact that even though we have Tobey Maguire, we also have Andrew Garfield. They do not show up for almost two hours. Yes, they that show up movie, in the last half hour. That movie, mm-hmm. they don't show up for maybe the last half hour, half forty-five minutes. I but think. that's the thing too, is that like I was a, I was a little afraid that was gonna happen. But the way that this movie was written and the way that the flow was, I was, it felt really good too. That's yes. the thing, yeah. especially how certain things happened in the movie that we'll get into later. Yes, you know, yes. it felt very like that was very natural. And I was like, oh yeah. yeah, okay. I see. Yeah. I see what they were trying to I'm do. I'm glad though. that the Spider-Man, the Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, didn't come so early in the movie because then you still focus on um, Tom Holland's right. Spider-Man, yeah. his struggles and what he's going. I, this is it's his that movie. whole build yeah. up, and then they're there and they're there mm-hmm. to help. That's what yeah. I liked. Mm-hmm. I do like the idea of him of them showing up when Spider-Man thinks he has absolutely no allies. Yeah. Yeah. When he thinks he has utterly failed, mm-hmm. um, Aunt May has died. Spoiler! 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 Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 there's no, there's no, no other way I can go about this. Yeah. We're gonna no, about that's the thing. thing people know, yeah, but at this point, we're, we're past I've, I've said it enough times. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like so. Okay. Yes, Aunt May does die. Uh, Green Goblin finishes the job oh, this time. Because inside, anybody who's seen the original Spider-Man mm-hmm. movie. He bombs Aunt May's house the first time. <laughs> right before bed. Yeah, like... right before bed, which is a great scene. Mm-hmm. It's so great when she's uh, giving the Lord's Prayer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, over here and finish it. Yeah. It's so great. Um, but, yeah, he finally, he, he really does do something so heinous to really scar Spider-Man. Yeah. He is more very, he's very vicious in this movie, which I love. And William Defoe did a good job of, like, adding on another layer of crazy in this movie yes. for Green Goblin and I loved it you know he set him up since the beginning like oh yeah you know like he was acting like he was Norman you know yeah. the whole time and stuff like that and it was really interesting just to see how just 
brutal he was more in this one. And just the way he fought too oh, was even yeah. amazing. Oh, it's yeah. it's very been the, gruesome. That's why this is like as far as right now is like my favorite Spider-Man movie because I get to see the fight of between Spider-Man and Green Goblin since I've been wanting to see it since a kid. You know, just like how very choreographed and stuff like that. I, I do feel that the choreo- the choreography of mm-hmm. the fights were better in this movie mm-hmm. than they were in the original Sam Raimi mm-hmm. and also inside of the uh, spect- inside of mm-hmm. the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. I do I, I enjoy the fights more. Mm-hmm. Okay, so quick little insert uh, you guys were asking about uh, oh, the villains? The two uh, villains? It's Ray's infants Ray's as the lizard. Mm-hmm. Uh, or Kirk Connors. It looks like he voiced the lizard. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't say... This is according to Inverse.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like the, the list of characters that popped into the movie. Um, it looks like he voiced the lizard, and then they just use a bunch of B-roll footage from Amazing Spider-Man 1. For Kurt Connors? And, yeah, and then they did the same thing with Thomas Hayden Church, who is the uh, actor that played Sandman. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, his his was all voice, and they just recycled uh, scenes from okay. Spider-Man 3. Oh, okay. so, yeah, because that, the that scene, the sequence of events, it, when he goes from being Sandman to... It was the exact same way that he looked when he invert. was getting... Yeah, yeah it was just it in reverse. It looked familiar. Mm-hmm. Okay. I just wasn't too sure. It, I think what they might have done is reversed the effects mm-hmm. because in the original movie, that's the way he looks when he starts turning into sand. Yeah. yeah. So I think what they just did is they just reversed the effects yeah. mm-hmm. and then that just turned sense. him back that into human. That saves money right there. I, I think that it and does. also, the, so that way, early production, they didn't want to, because you have to shoot the, the the final fight first. Yeah. As of when it comes to certain movies and stuff, because that's where your biggest budget is. So I think to avoid people seeing the sets and, and all the actors on set, they also, probably had yeah, to go scheduling that route. conflicts as well. Because yeah. they were doing it during COVID, right? They were doing this yeah, during COVID. Yeah, so they probably so, couldn't do it during the time. Well, also, I, I f- those are also the most CGI'd characters. So I kind of liked how they sense. kept them CGI away. Because I didn't like it at first, but then when the movie was going on, I was like, okay, I kind of like how they Sandman... Really yeah, Sandman was still in sand. And Well, because in the original uh, Spider-Man 3, he keeps going from his human form to his sand form yeah. Yeah. over and over again. I did like this a little bit better where he's just continuously in sand mm-hmm. and like yeah. he can't really control. It, that was like a huge message in this movie mm-hmm. of the villains are, they're, they're not all bad people. Like mm-hmm. they're not just like they're villains and they're one note and they're just mm-hmm. evil. It was they're villains and they're sick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have their backstory. And I think it, it was, if you were to look back and watch which I would highly suggest. I think right. I I was so happy that I got to watch the movies, and I did it just because I I wanted to get um the backstories to like the villains to kind of see and put them in place in in this new you know in mm-hmm. uh, right. No Way Home, um and you kind of do you do get that backstory in the beginning. I feel like it's very important for you to watch those movies to kind of see where they came from. Yeah. Yes. Because in the movie they do try try to fix them and those were exactly the problems um that you do see in the original films as to why they are in the state that they are yeah i i do like that i love the idea of uh certain people being okay like sandman didn't want to hurt peter in three and i love the idea that when he shows up at first he thinks he's Peter Parker. He mm-hmm. yes. Peter, Peter Parker. And he trusts him. Yeah. And he and trusts him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he even helps him out against Electro. And he doesn't mistreat, he doesn't, uh, 
he doesn't go against him until he puts him into the Sanctum Sanctorum, mm-hmm. until he shoots him, and until he shoots Electro because he noticed like, oh, I shot him with something, and he just vanished, and he's mm-hmm. like, what, what, what did you do? Yeah, like, what, what happened? And he thought you're legitimately trying to help me. And it went from like back and forth. And that was really interesting. I liked seeing these villains and seeing their uh, connections to Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, Alfred Molina finally getting, well, he already got it inside of his movie. Yeah. But getting that role reversal of going villain to hero. Yeah. Yeah. Because he is great. a good man. Yeah. He was he, a good he man. He wasn't evil. Mm-hmm. When he, yeah. He, he was just, just he's scientist. insane. He's yeah. insane. Yeah. He just went insane with mm-hmm. all the voices of the, of the arms in his head. The Dumb. arms were telling him what to do. That's yes, what made they were him a control. villain. Yeah, and they also used the same cue that Sam Raimi did, which is really awesome, and I love it so much because inside of the Sam Raimi movies, uh, when the arms are in control, the arms are red. Yes, the light on the arms, mm-hmm. and then when he's in control, they turn white. And they did mm-hmm. the same thing in the Sam Raimi movies, and they just moved it over here. I thought that was so yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. small uh, details, little, t- yeah, little tiny details. I thought was really awesome. Uh, I like, I do like when they're talking about like how exactly to defeat each one. Mm-hmm. Oh they, yeah, <laughs> they're sci- they're sciencing it out, mm-hmm. and then uh, what was it? Uh, Andrew Garfield goes like, "Oh, I've already made this before. I'll be, I'll, I'll be right." I could do it again. Yeah, <laughs> I, got it. I yeah. already, uh, we already figured out how to do this. Mm-hmm. I'll just be right back. Let me go make that <laughs> real quick, and I'll be back. Um, but overall, I I feel like the movie. How how did you guys think about the pacing of this movie? Did you guys think that the because me personally, I thought the beginning was a little bit. It, it dragged it felt for a little dragged. bit. Dragged. I did get a little distracted in the beginning. I did mm-hmm. look over at Renee a couple more times than mm-hmm. I did throughout the rest of the movie. Right. But yeah, other than that, the whole the whole movie together was amazing. Right. The pace was good. I liked how they went from one scene to another. It just it felt awkward when they moved into Happy's place. To me yes. it did. Just a little bit cuz it was just a small what, what 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 made that feel awkward for you? I don't know. I just the space was too small for me, I guess. It was smaller than their first apartment. Ironically, it was bigger. Mm-hmm. To me it felt smaller. Mm-hmm. Cause Happy was sharing his room and Aunt May was it's in one, one room. It's a one. It was a. I mean, it's a one bedroom apartment in New it's York. It's a bachelor's pretty, pad. It's yeah. a bachelor it's pad. A bachelor's pad, pad yeah, basically. I mean, cause technically, yeah, cause there's like a laundry room in one in one room, then a kitchen. Cause we never room. got to see where Aunt May slept. You know, we only cause Happy's room. Yeah. Yeah, but no. Um, Peter told um, MJ that Happy gave up his room for me, and but he was sleeping on the couch. Yeah, so we that's what I'm saying. We never got to see Happy's room. Yeah. Like we, where MJ was sleep. I mean, where uh, Aunt, Aunt May, May was yeah. sleeping. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess I can kind of see it, but it is an open floor plan, so I guess for me that kind of felt big. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, Peter's apartment has, like, a lot of, like, corners. Yeah, true. To it, and it, it feels... Because it does kind of feel a little more claustrophobic because you do have the hallways, you have all these other things. Uh, you have the door passages that goes through and everything else. So, I for me, that felt a little smaller. Whereas mm-hmm. this one was like a wider, more open. It was, open, I mean, it was an open floor plan. Yeah, yeah. It's basically what it was. Uh, what about mm-hmm. you, Andy? What do you think? I thought, so, yes, it, honestly, it did feel a little bit jumbled up in the beginning. But I think that's because that's how it was meant to feel. Like, that's what Peter was feeling like. Right. Everything was just happening all at once. His identity just got revealed. There was a lot of chaos in that sense. He was dealing with a lot of, with... Um, reporters with the media with school 
with all that scene where everybody just raised up their phones and started recording him. oh my oh, god as that is horrible yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah like what the heck um but the progression i, I thought it, it went pretty smoothly there was one little thing but and i was talking about it with brian um i think you guys too um with mandy and renee on our way home that it felt a little weird in the part when Aunt, from the transition of when Aunt May had just passed. And then after that happens, then Toby and Andrew make their appearance. Mm-hmm. And it seems it's kind of comedic. But of course, that's kind of like we were expecting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The- but there's a, there's a reason why. Like they came in at the right time because afterwards that's when they go and console um, uh, Tom's Pierre. Spider-Man. Yeah. Peter, I, I- yeah. And I get, I do get what you mean of it needed of, they went from this like really serious. Yeah. It was like where the whole audience was dead silent. Yeah. Everybody was very silent during Mm -hmm. Aunt May's death. But I do feel that they needed the, the amount of levity that came with seeing, you know, the original Spider-Man, um, it needed to happen because we needed right. to it was like we gut punched you and now we're gonna now we're trying to cheer you up from it we're trying to give you a lollipop so that way you feel a little bit better about getting hit, hit in the crotch and I mm-hmm. think this death with Aunt May hit a little harder because she got up and was making sure Peter was okay she was okay we mm-hmm. all thought she was okay yeah. yeah and then she just slowly started going um, and we're um, just like wait a minute mm. hold on you were okay just a second ago yeah. she's like i just need to catch my breath yeah and I, it's scary because i can my mom we've had troubles with her and when she needs to catch her breath it could be really serious so that hit me hard mm. yeah. yeah i did tear up i didn't cry as much as i'll, I'll explain later at that part but mm. i teared up because it just reminded me of my own mom mm. right the the only the worst thing about it was is that that was actually spoiled for me Somebody oh. actually, actually, somebody yeah. actually told me that Aunt May does that Aunt May was gonna pass inside of the movie. They, I didn't know how, but I did know that she was going to pass in the movie. So I was, I was kind of ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't have that reassurance yeah. of uh, when she gets back up. I was mm-hmm. like, not only that, but also, I get Spider Man gets hit all over the place, but mm-hmm. also he has a healing factor. She got hit by like a truck. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> and got up to talk about it. I was like, okay, She's like, unless, I'm good. Yeah. Yeah, hey. unless unless this became Looney Tunes, yeah. the, 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 she, she just yeah. up. she was like, I'm she has massive internal bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she's only minutes away from death. That's basically yeah. what it was. I yeah. in all fairness, I actually thought what was going to happen was the glider scene from one. Mm. Oh yeah, where it would have stabbed her. Where it would have stabbed through her, and then it, I thought that her. that would have been more gruesome. So though. wait, was it a truck or was it? It was it the wasn't his glider. It was the glider. It was the glider. glider. Okay, but he got. He I said mean, truck, and I was like, I got hit by I'm, a truck. I mean, she she got hit by the equivalency of a truck. It's a oh, rocket powered okay. glider. Yeah. I get you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily get up and walk around and be fine after yeah, getting she hit looked, by it. She looked totally fine. There was no evidence of bleeding until she went down to catch her breath and then right. yeah, she was wobbly though <laughs> she was trying to yeah, like i mean of up. course you just got hit yeah. so I'm, like i'm actually really i'm actually really sad for happy of oh, all people yeah. i'm actually more sad mm-hmm. about happy because well, but they were broken up so he was already grieving of the breakup but that's not necessarily why I'm, I'm sad about happy i'm more upset because not only has happy lost his best friend 
He's also lost his girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, breakup or not, I mean, they... They were together. It, yeah, they, they were, were close. Together, they were together, mm-hmm. and the breakup was fresh. Mm-hmm. Like, it was maybe a couple of months and everything else, and they were still living with him. So, and But I also do feel that Happy kind of saw Peter as, like, a son figure. He, di- mm-hmm. he really did take care of Peter yeah. like he was a son. And the fact that he did lose that is kind of rough. Like, Pappy only has really, what, Pepper Potts and Morgan? Yeah. yeah. That's about it. That's mm-hmm. about it. Yeah, and it, it, it's really rough. Like, Pappy's going to mourn for a while, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you're going to see John Favreau inside of another MCU movie for a while. Yeah, that's true. Because what, what purpose does he have now? We could see him in, not not in the movie, but in that um, Armor Wars. That's the only thing I can yeah. think of yeah. is, oh, and he has Rhodey. He does have Rhodey. Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, he does have Rhodey. He has Rhodey. Never mind. He could be in Armor Wars. That's the thing. I would love to see Happy Hogan in an armor. I would love to see him in armor. I want him. I I would love to see him in in an Iron Man suit. He'll make it happen. That would be cool. That would be so cool. You know how much payoff that would be, especially if it was like a boxer, like if it was like a boxer suit or something like that, or if it was a uh, like a suit that was specifically made for him. And because. Tony made suits for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, he what probably it, made one for he him. He probably too. made one for Happy. As an emergency. You yeah. Know. On the off chance that there was an emergency and Happy Hogan needed a, needed a suit, I think that would be sick. I would love that. Now it needs to happen. Uh, <laughs> it needs to happen. But um, yeah, besides that, what, where, what about you, Renee? Where, how, how did you feel about the movie altogether? Um, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. It was really good. I mean, obviously. So the pacing for me was I, I didn't mind the beginning because like right. Andy said it was very chaotic for Peter's you know life at the time and you know he it, we were getting that perspective and stuff Absolutely. like that. Um, I loved if anything I loved that how they formed the like years of God of for Peter Parker and Norman's like hatred in the in a matter of minutes like they just formed that arch nemesis oh, way oh yeah and just immediately yeah he was and like, you feel it too. i'm gonna kill that dude yeah, yeah. i want, yeah. Kill I want yeah. to kill him i want to kill yeah. him he's mm-hmm. dead he's dead to me he's dead. yeah he's gone i loved how they just automatically formed that hatred it was and then it started out like how it was in the comic books he peter trusted norman he 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 saw some you know like he could relate with him and stuff like that they're both scientists they're both scientists and stuff and even norman was very um, admiring this Peter because how smart he was and how quick-minded he was as well too. Yeah, because I think even what did he say? He said, "If you don't mind mm-hmm. the commute to a different universe, yeah. I could I'll give you a job." Yeah, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I I did I did kind of get I it, it hit me a little bit mm-hmm. where where my feels were when uh, Norman was first inside of the home inside of Feast, and he goes, "I went. Somebody is living in my penthouse. Oscorp is gone." Mm-hmm. Yeah, and my son has, and I don't know who. who I don't know where my son is. My son is. Yeah, and also the fact that he doesn't know that Harry's dead. Yeah, which oh, is because because right. Harry dies in three. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the only person that would actually know that is Falco. I mean, is Sandman? Sandman yeah. would. Know Sandman that. would yeah, know Sandman. that because yeah. Sandman was there mm-hmm. when when Harry died. Yeah. Which is actually kind of rough. Because uh, I'm just kind of surprised they didn't come up. But also mm-hmm. there was a lot going on. Yeah. yeah. So I, it might have come up and we might have missed it too. Because mm-hmm. I mean, Sandman was, was recalling. Sandman was recalling a lot of stuff and telling them when they were. He was. De- yeah. For for the villain that was in the third one. 
to very much go like, oh, well, this is what happened after you died. Yeah, you mm-hmm. died And then this is how and you, then died. you died. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still alive, technically, yeah. in this universe. I just love his thing, because technically he went to jail. He didn't even die in his universe. Yeah. So, I mean, it, in all fairness... Sandman wasn't worried. He was like, "Oh, listen, I go back to my universe. I go with my. I go back to jail. That's pretty much what happens to me. You guys die. I'm fine." <laughs> yeah. And you could kind of see that throughout the entire thing of going like, "Oh, like where Sandman was just like, I'm like, as soon as he could send me back, I'm fine." Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, he, he wanted just wanted to, to go, go back. Home. He didn't. Yeah. He didn't want to fight Spider Man. He didn't want to. He there was nothing to cure. He wasn't even thinking of his own cure. Mm-hmm. He just wanted to go back to his daughter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in which he is is a huge point inside of three. Mm-hmm. It's a really huge point. The uh, I'm actually kind of surprised that it didn't come up the fact that Sandman actually is the one that kills Ben Parker. I know, yeah. Because he's the because in three he kills Ben mm-hmm. he kills Uncle Ben, mm-hmm. and then that's when and then Peter killed his his partner. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering if it's because he or Peter and um, Sandman had that talk to talk and they kind of have already had that closure, both of they, them. They did. So there wasn't really any need to bring it back up. Not there really. is. Toby did mention it though. He Toby mentioned, mentioned the fact that he killed the guy that he thought killed his, his uncle Ben. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Because, the, but the thing is that he was, cause he was trying to tell him you have to forgive Norman. You have to forgive him for what Which he did. We did mm-hmm. see Toby do exactly in the mm-hmm. third one, mm-hmm. but the thing is that he never really brought up the fact that he forgave one of his villains. He forgave the man that killed Uncle Ben. Oh, I mm-hmm. see what you mean. Okay. Yeah, where it's because to show I I did what I wanted to do and I murdered the guy I thought killed Uncle Ben. And in, in all honesty, I murdered the wrong man. I actually killed an innocent. He was a yes, he was a thief, and he was there when Uncle Ben died, but he didn't kill him. Yeah. yeah. I he, technically, was just, he was blinded by rage. He, just, exactly. he wanted to find a reason to, not a reason, but he wanted to kill. He wanted justice. Yeah. Justice. justice. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, that was, so the whole, the whole movie altogether, there was a lot of stuff going on. There was yeah. a, there yeah, is a whole lot of stuff going on in this movie. Um, what, what exactly Renee would you say is like your top two? Like top two, top two things that you loved in this movie. So I loved obviously the final fight between Peter and Norman. Yes, when they're fighting at the end. Which and Peter? One, two, or three? <laughs> <laughs> and um, no, no, Peter two. And then I, I love. I think if anything, I love the the dialogue before the fight was how they talked about their web shooters. And that how it is that, that's I, something I've been waiting for. That is a really great like, scene. <laughs> it comes out of your. Is yeah. it the whole arm? Is yeah. it just there? Yeah. Where else does it, it come, come out, out of? Does it only shoot out of your wrist? <laughs> yeah. Where else? Do you get yeah, like, web blockage? <laughs> I do love the idea yeah. of like, which uh, do you get a web blockage? And he's like, oh, well, now that you mention it, that actually did happen to me. <laughs> like, and he's well, like an existential. Cr- he was like, how did that happen? An existential crisis? And he goes, oh my god, tell me about it. <laughs> <laughs> like I always am having existential crises. <laughs> all the time or the moment between toby and andrew where the bat his back hurts mm. yes <laughs> but that's also a callback because he threw out his back in sea biscuit oh was it sea biscuit yeah he threw out because in between spider-man one and two he oh, yeah. did a movie called sea biscuit mm-hmm. he ended up winning an academy award for it everything Ooh. like that 
But what ended up happening was that while he was on, while he was there, he actually, I think, fractured his spine. Yeah, he had to get surgery. Yeah, he was he was kicked. I heard uh, he almost got recasted by Jake Gyllenhaal. (gasps) Yes. Yeah. How dare they? uh, Well, because Jake Gyllenhaal, I think, was the first. I think he was. Was the first one to they approached. They approached Jake Gyllenhaal Mm -hmm. first. He passed, Mm -hmm. and then it was him and actually James Franco. Mm -hmm. James Franco actually went. James Franco did audition for Spider Man. I could not see him. No. Yeah, oh, can you imagine he, that now? Oh no. my god, <laughs> rough. That, that would have been yeah. rough. I'm just going. He would like not all. be in this movie. <laughs> I would have watched it the first time. I would have watched it the second time. Uh, no, man, Spider Man would have been canceled. That sucks. <laughs> 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 no, but uh, what was it? But yeah, for because uh, that's a it's a callback to Sea Biscuit because he actually did get kicked from a horse mm-hmm. and he fractured his spine. He had yeah. surgery, mm-hmm. and they were actually questioning if whether or not he was going to be coming back for two because mm-hmm. he was badly injured, and that was the reason why he didn't want to do four mm-hmm. because on two and three his back was hurting him a lot from uh-huh. all the stunt work mm-hmm. and from being attached to the wires and doing everything else. It really hurt him. Like he was like, I'm in enormous amounts of pain. Like, my back is just killing me. And I think he, he still suffers from it today. Yeah, I think that's why he doesn't do a lot of work right now. Well, he doesn't do a lot of action work. Mm-hmm. He does yeah. a lot of, like, you know, just, like, dialogue heavy yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so I I did think that was interesting where it was like, oh, yeah, we're going to call back the fact that, you know, he threw his back <laughs> <laughs> and everything. But um, it fit, it worked. It wasn't just some, like, random part. It, it worked out really mm-hmm. good. It does, and I do love the interaction i do like the amount of time we're given with the boys i'm really i i really did enjoy this the the 15 20 minutes that we get of just peter parker hanging out with other peters mm-hmm. yeah it was great yeah. they okay their bickering reminded me of you three boys like the way <laughs> you guys talk is the way the parkers talk <laughs> i was a little disappointed that i didn't get the ping the, the finger point i oh, know yeah. i was like what about the, yeah. the I, I was i was i was expecting the meme i'm kind, in a way i'm a little disappointed it didn't show up but also in a way i'm actually really i'm really happy it didn't because mm-hmm. i would have just been like yeah that's but the way they, they all the came movie, together was perfect. The <laughs> chemistry was yeah. great. Yes, all three of them are there. I mean, all three of them are amazing actors. Yeah. They, I mean, Andrew Garfield, uh, who was it? Uh, Tobey Maguire and also Tom Holland have are amazing actors. Yeah, They're yes. great. Um, I mean, not only that, but also Tom Holland went to the the Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> School of mm-hmm. Acting. Mm-hmm. Um, well, because when uh, so he was doing a uh, interview pretty recently. And he says he doesn't learn is he said that Robert Downey Jr. always said that you should never overthink your lines. You yeah, should always just allow your You're talking body. about the Hot Ones interview, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, we saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he was like, oh, you should never really overthink your lines and you should always be like really fresh and just kind of allow your body and uh, your reactions to become fresh. So he goes, I never, I don't really, I learned my lines the morning of so that way I can react as if I'm just saying them like they're coming off the top of my head. Yeah. And that's so interesting because he learned that from Downey Jr. But that's also because Robert Downey Jr. is a genius. Yeah. And he can ad lib like no one's business. Oh my God, yeah. Like Robert Downey Jr. I feel like can ad lib uh, probably as good as Robin Williams in a way because I mean all of Iron Man 1 is basically an ad lib. Yeah, they were writing the script as they were filming. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah, and he was just like I can just do it here and stuff like. Yeah, mo- I'm well, just no wonder, it was all just feeling. It was all no just feeling. No wonder Iron him. Man is 
or Robert Downey Jr. is, is uh, Iron Tony Man. Stark. Yeah, yeah it's Tony his Stark. Movie. That's it's not. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's Absolutely. his character. Yeah, because he to he, the core. He mm-hmm. sells. He sells that character. I couldn't. I mean, the fact that Tom Cruise almost got it would have been weird. Yeah, but I'm yeah, really Tom Cruise was Iron Man. The, well, Tom, Tom Cruise was originally in the I don't think it'd be okay. I, know. I wouldn't. I don't see him as an Iron Man. Yeah, I don't. Well, the the problem is that we probably would have seen him as Iron Man. No. Uh, I don't know if that movie would have sold though. No, it no. wouldn't have. Because honestly, Tom Cruise is, isn't he's not an ad libber. No, and he's more movie, of he 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 remembers his lines, but he's if anything, he's more of just like, but I want to do stunts. Stunts. Yeah. So the stunt we've all seen Mission cool. Impossible. Yeah. The stunt work <laughs> yeah. would have been freaking awesome. I feel I feel like he would collide with Marvel Studios a lot though. Like they would be like, we want you to be safe though, Tom. But I can do it. He's like, I can do this. You, you know? know what? Honestly, I do feel what would have happened is he would have come on mm-hmm. for Iron Man one, yeah, and then would have been replaced for Iron Man two and three, kind of like Edward yeah. Norton's. Like as soon as they start production on Iron Man two, they're like, Ugh, well, wait, because no. that was the issue with Edward Norton early on. Because in while in the production for mm-hmm. uh, the Incredible Hulk, he wanted to be in the he wanted to be in the in the editing room. Mm-hmm. He wanted to, like say on what exactly you know he wore. Mm-hmm. He he just wanted a lot of control, in which oh, Marvel snaps. is not okay with. Yeah. Like he was like, yeah, like this should be in the movie. This shouldn't be in the movie. And then Marvel's like, no, this is what's in the movie. You mm-hmm. need to chill. Like we give you a script, you read it, you do this. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah. You're not allowed to edit the movie. You're not allowed to do anything like that. That's the whole reason why he was it. Why he got out of the contract. Oh. And that's why he was replaced by Ruffalo. Oh. But that's besides the point. <laughs> so, we're now we're going. Now, now we're yeah. Now we're getting into a tangent. Uh, I'm gonna chime in real quick because yeah. uh, you guys are talking about stunt work. So there was a uh, tidbit that came out, and I was confirming it on imdb trivia um willem dafoe actually said that he would reprise his green oh, goblin role yeah, yeah which mm-hmm. you we all talked about it yeah. that it was yeah. like one of the best that was one know. of the like oh, highlights of that movie and yeah. so for good. his age and the way he like he's kind of like 60 he's 60 yeah, right yeah. the work that he did was phenomenal so it's i, I think it's a like if we're gonna like notice mm-hmm. something about the stunt work and the action sequences mm-hmm. willem dafoe oh, deserves yeah. like a pat on the back and more mm-hmm. no but, yeah, yeah. Uh, Willem Dafoe is the quintessential goblin. Yes. Yes. Uh, He's proven that, yeah. I mean, if it wasn't from the first, if if you don't, if some people are like, no, he was good. He was a great Green Goblin in the Rammy ones. No, he solidified that that's his role in this new movie. A hundred percent. Yeah. I I mean, in the Amazing Spider-Man, they they, they have a, a goblin. Yeah not great no uh there's technically two goblins because they do have a, a norman osborne like a goblin disease yeah, he has like, a, he has a <laughs> goblin that's disease. what i goblin didn't understand disease. i didn't like that i, I didn't, didn't like the was, way they told that that was my major gripe is that they just killed off norman osborne he didn't even become goblin no yeah, and he had on, goblin hands those fingernails <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah that was yeah. gross yeah, he was, <laughs> like, don't, don't you see it in I your fingernails <laughs> like Oh, he was no. he was very but he he was very Howard Hughes at the end where mm-hmm. like you know his nails were all like long I mean I don't think he, I don't think he was peeing in jars but uh, who knows I didn't see the room uh, but <laughs> but I, I of the three goblins that we have inside of the Spider Man universe because you have Defoe you then also have um, who is inside the Amazing Spider Man oh man I don't know I forgot I don't know. the Dane, guy from Dane Chronicles De- is, it, is it Dane DeHaan yeah Dane, it? No, no it's Dane DeHaan yeah Dane DeHaan Han, and then you also have James Franco. James, oh, that's right. Because James Franco that. is technically a goblin. He was. He was. Three. They named him as of like marketing wise the new goblin. 
They named I, yeah, I think he was like Goblin. New Goblin or like Neo Goblin, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. I don't know, something stupid. <laughs> uh, no, it's. It, I, think they I even, was a little disappointed at the James Franco Goblin. They just made him. It's just like, oh yeah, he didn't have like a mask. He, he had a surfboard. Yeah, he had a surfboard, yeah, which is. I mean, black. I mean, like, yeah, that makes sense if it's like a younger Goblin, but he didn't have like the scary face. That's the thing. I actually thought that was a very bold move of breaking the Goblin mask in the first five minutes. In the first right? like, twenty minutes, of that the was actually really interesting. Because it makes you think that he's he doesn't want to do this. He doesn't want to hurt. Anybody. Yeah. He doesn't want to. He does sell it. It does well, sell like, it. Though. He's trying to get control of See, it. But the thing is, is, that I feel that Norman was in control. There was a at moment, some point. There was yeah. a moment when Norman was in control because, if that's the case, if like let's just say Goblin is, you yeah. know, he's pretending to be Norman Osborn. Why break the mask? Why have that argument mm-hmm. inside of the alley? Who's he trying to fool? I There's think no it was just there. that point because when he went, when he saw Aunt Manny, he was talking. I don't think it was. Norman, I think it was the goblin taking over. I, I my, that, or, it was taken or, or, over that point. I, I, or maybe he did, felt like he didn't need it at that point. He felt like he... So I always felt yeah. that the goblin was recessive. <laughs> it, it, it could Basically, the goblin is always in control. Mm-hmm. He's always in control, but he can then push himself into the background and give Norman control. Like the illusion of free will. The, the illusion yeah. of free will well, and allowing and allowing <laughs> Norman to kind of think like he's he's free of the goblin. He's in complete control. Yeah. And in reality, the goblin is still it's whispering. To, yeah, is still whispering to him, is still kind of mm. manipulating him. And then the moment that he gets found out, that's when he takes complete control. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, because th- if you notice, he is helping. He is very much helping. Mm-hmm. He he's doing everything like he's doing everything that he can do to help uh, Doc Ock and everybody else. Uh, but it's not till he makes starts making moves against Spider Man that that's when he finally gets the uh, the was it the Spidey sense to mm-hmm. activate and say he's he's bad. Mm-hmm. He is yeah. a bad guy. That was a wild moment mm-hmm. when. He was starting to sense it, yeah. and he's walking through everybody. Yeah, he's feeling everyone out. Yes. He's trying to feel their intentions, mm-hmm. which that is great. Was yeah, crazy. I love that scene. Yeah. That was a great scene. I also really like the effect that they gave to him because it's a very, it's very, very minor. You can, I mean, if you're not looking for it, you probably mm-hmm. wouldn't see it, but you can see that there are waves coming off of his head. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is very reminiscent of the old, you know, the comic book. Yes. Yeah, the very spidey mm, senses. Yeah, that's how they used to show the his spidey tinkle. senses. Yeah. No, okay, I have to say, tinkle. I hate that was the, the gag. Only, that's the only thing I think needs to stop. I hate that gag Somebody, so much. I, I, I'm, and I'm really upset <laughs> that none of the like, even not, like none of like McGuire or, yeah. or or uh, I call it a sense. You yeah, know? Like, yeah, like I've always referred to it as the spidey sense. Yeah. As my Spidey sense, like, like nobody tinkles. corrected him. I just think it's cute. That's the thing. I'm it's so done. dumb. No, it was it's funny. So it was funny in Far From Home. I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It transferred over into the beginning of this film. <laughs> but <laughs> again, again, I just just call it the Spidey sense. And the, just call yeah, it the it's, sense. it's a Spidey sense. Yeah. Like so, the Spider Tingle is actually an ode to when he was first developed. Mm-hmm. It wasn't called the Spider sense. sense. It was yeah. called. Yeah. The, it was it was Peter Tingle, and that's why it was joked around so much. So no, that's fine. Yeah. But I think it's because you have to realize that a lot of these movies are using old school references yeah. rather than the newer ones because mm-hmm. they've never mentioned the 90s cartoon. They barely mention anything from the newer run of Spider-Man. Everything is like either the 1960s version of the cartoon or like the old cartoons, which is why we always get the different renditions of the Spider-Man, uh, the original Spider-Man uh, not the costume, uh, mm-hmm. the 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 music, the intro oh. music to the cartoon. Yeah, it's always different uh, remixes rather than like anything 
that we know now. Well, that's so. the that 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 is kind of like the the off and on. I mean, I was introduced to Spider Man through the '90s cartoon. Same here. That's how I was introduced to it, and it was always referred to as the Spidey sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I imagine that people that are watching the movie probably went also got introduced mm-hmm. to it in the '90s cartoon, or maybe in the cartoons or the comic books mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I don't know if it's been called the Tingle anytime soon. <laughs> since the 60s um but i do but also I, I i do feel like it is kind of like it's a it's a it's an inside joke which is great yeah, yeah. but you're evolving everything else in these movies why not fully evolve what he calls the spidey sense mm-hmm. like why well, not fully merge that over well that probably will happen in the new set of movies then i feel like because that's dumb <laughs> like they'll finally say a spider sense i think that's so. like that that's like you having to be like five seasons in and then going like yeah now he's the green arrow <laughs> oh, yeah. that's like, good thing i didn't pay attention to that <laughs> you know i can't be five seasons in he still wears a hood and he goes like now i'm green arrow i'm green arrow <laughs> have a goatee <laughs> yeah never or like in gotham where it's yeah. like you find uh gotham where is it gordon finally puts on the glasses and a mustache <laughs> like, yeah he finally grows a mustache and after, he's like oh now i'm james gordon yeah at the end of the series <laughs> <laughs> like what mm-hmm. um yeah i i think that that i mean that's 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 a minor gripe mm-hmm. i have with the movie it's a joke whatever it's still dumb. Uh, <laughs> it does bother me. Yeah. Um, but besides that, uh, Andy, what do you think? What was like the like your top two things out of the movie? So obviously, definitely that that fight at the end, that that big fight, that was definitely one of them. Yes. One. Okay. In the last issue, I did say I was not a great fan of this MJ. Now I am. I was in and uh, <laughs> MJ. I I love Z- Zendaya, but. Yeah. MJ, I didn't really like her character in this mm-hmm. one. I do because I did see a lot of parallels with MJ and and Tom Holland's Peter, mm-hmm. and paralleling, paralleling, paralleling. Is that a word? Yes. Parallels. <laughs> with, we'll go with it. With Andrew Garfield's Peter and Gwen Stacy, because mm-hmm. those conversations that we're having that. Mm-hmm. Um, MJ and Peter were having were mm-hmm. similar conversations that Andrew and Gwen Stacy were having. That whole like, I'm gonna follow you. I'll I'll go to Boston. Mm-hmm. There's got to be crime in Bo- or in Boston. Yeah, right? you know, same I kind of thing. Yeah. When when Andrew and mm-hmm. and Gwen Stacy, Andrew's Peter and Gwen Stacy were having a conversation about her going to London, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, "I'll follow you." Like, there's got to be crime in London too, mm-hmm. right? It was yeah. so similar. Mm-hmm. And you would see it too, where Andrew's Peter was looking in the background, and um, and they were having the, that internet. It was so cute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh my god, <laughs> my, my other favorite part was when MJ in the battle scene, MJ falls mm-hmm. right from yes. the the scaffold, oh, yeah. mm-hmm. and Andrew Garfield's Peter or. Uh, Spider-Man redeems himself and mm-hmm. catches her, and mm-hmm. you see tears and oh my he just god! Breaks down. I was I was like oh my god! I, mm-hmm. I kind of want to cry a little <laughs> bit. That was one of my favorite parts. That was great. That well, I loved he, the parallels and just how like unfortunately you know what happens towards the end. It's it sucks, but um, but yeah, just those parallels. And uh, Brian had mentioned it before to me is that. Peter never gets the girl, and mm-hmm. it's it's so sad. But that was one of my favorite yes. parts. Yeah, yeah. that was I, a good scene. I I feel like Andrew Garfield finally realized that I can't shoot a web 
at the center of her body because everything else will snap. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, because oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the energy has to disperse somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Especially just, falling so fast. I, I, and then just, I stopped it. Yeah. And then the, yeah. eventually, and the energy has to go somewhere like a neck. Yeah. And, and <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I really did. I really enjoyed that, that scene. That is such a great scene. Yeah. Honestly, that was a very emotional scene yeah. of like yes. him it holding was. her and then kind of, it's that moment of like him about to cry, and then he then realizes I'm in the middle of a fight. Yeah, I, can't. <laughs> I can't cry. Yeah. I can't cry. <laughs> I can't cry right now. A little interesting. I loved the comparison of the three Peters. You have like the wisecracking, the, the wisecracking one, and then you mm-hmm. have like the young one, obviously with Tom. But then you have just McGuire that's just been through so much and stuff he's like the, that. He's, he's the, the old man. Yeah, yeah but you have Garfield man. as like the weird Peter. <laughs> like yeah. he's the he weird one. Definitely the weirder of yeah. the Peters. Yeah. I love yeah. you guys. Like, <laughs> yeah, thank you. <laughs> says that says that right in the middle of a fight. You know, yeah. like, he's like, guys, I love you. <laughs> and he's just like, thanks. Uh, you do that. I I I do love it, and I also really. I think it's really interesting too. I love the idea. Uh, there's a, a slight joke of the of the fact that the other movies didn't have the Avengers. Yeah, there oh, was yeah. there that is was no really, other heroes the, except yeah, for Spider Man. There's, no, there's no Marvel characters. There yeah. are no other Marvel characters, and I loved that moment of just like guys. I've been a part of the team. I was a member of the Avengers, mm-hmm. and then they were like, "Cool." What is that? Actually, <laughs> technically, there was one Marvel a character mentioned in the Tobey Maguire movies. Yeah, it was Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. Doctor yeah. Strange. Yeah, was taken. That, that name was taken. But, yeah, so, can't uh, call him that. But he never met him. He never That's met him. Right. He never That's had a reason true. to go to the Sanctum Sanctorum. Mm-hmm. So for all we know, he doesn't exist. Uh, sure. <laughs> who knows? Maybe it's like a maybe. Maybe he's like a television star. Like like it's a TV yeah. show where he's a movie star. Mm. Who knows? Uh, he plays a magician on TV. It's like Bewitched. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. <laughs> plays Bewitched. Oh my God, that'd be hilarious. I want that in Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> now, now I want that. Uh, no, but yeah, I I did. I really did like that scene. That's a it's a it's such a great scene. It's really is funny. that a boy band? <laughs> are, is, that a, is that a is that a boy band? Mm-hmm. Like, are we are we, a band? a boy band? <laughs> are we in a band? <laughs> Like I, I, oh my god, it's so great! <laughs> so love, how supportive were they? They're yeah. like, "That's great!" <laughs> yeah, what is that? Yeah. <laughs> sure. So I excited. Loved, so excited about I it. I loved when Ned was talking to the to Toby and just goes like, "So, do you have a best friend?" He's oh like, my god! Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. I had and a best the, friend, and, and then, then he died. And then he, and then he died in my arms after he tried to kill me. And then you hear Garfield go, "Dude." <laughs> 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 and I love, the, I love the fact that Ned just assumes in every universe yeah. he's Spider-Man's best friend. Yeah, yeah. That, and he's just like, I swear to God, I'll never go bad on you, buddy. <laughs> what, if, what if that foreshadows something? That's too See, it, now yeah. my question is, is that what about now that we've done? Oh, well, we'll get into that. Uh, M- Mandy, what do you think? What were your after favorite? this? We'll get yeah. into the after, after that. We'll get into the, into that because mm-hmm. I do want to get into the end of the movie, mm-hmm. which is changes everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we can then get into the after credit scenes, which also changes a lot of things. Yeah, everything mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, kind of get into like maybe theories and stuff like that before we get Brian back in here. Uh, so, Mandy, what do you, what do you think is um, what was it? What were your favorite two favorite parts of the movie? Um, the first one was actually towards the ending. It hurt me the most, and I did cry very hard yeah but it's when toby mcguire stops um tom holland from, from 
murdering. Yeah, murdering. Murdering. And he was just, you know, innocently, they stopped him, stuff like that. Once um, the goblin stabbed him, for me, I was like, he's dead. (laughs) They brought him back. He's dead. I cried so hard, but that was the best part ever. And Mm -hmm. then after that, he's like, I've been stabbed before. I, I, I love that scene just because when I think, when I heard that of like, oh, this isn't the first time I've been stabbed. I was. It's true. I, I yeah. really did think about it, and I was yeah, like, "Me too." I was true. like, "I was like, that's true. He's yeah. been stabbed I mean, a lot. Stabbed. Like, <laughs> yeah, Doc Ock stabbed him. Yep. Goblin stabbed him yep. a couple times. Like, mm-hmm. this guy's been stabbed a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, he's, he'll be fine. He'll be. F- I did like that. There, there's a scene after that where uh, it's when he's when Andrew <laughs> Garfield is him, holding yeah. him, and he's just like, "I'm so proud of him." You're in a lot of pain, right? <laughs> aren't you? And he's just like, "So yeah. much pain. Yeah. I'm just in so yeah. much pain right now." Yeah. Oh, what was your other one? Oh, and then when they figured out um, Tobey Maguire's webs comes out of his arms, they're like, we don't have that. <laughs> yeah. We don't do that. Yeah, you guys, that have, was, you guys that have that? Was... He's all like... Yeah, all, uh, I, I I was going to say that that's... The, my, the interaction between the three of them that is... Was the, highlight. the chemistry was, was amazing. Yeah, by far, definitely the the highlight of the movie is that chemistry that all three of them have. I love the idea that they've... In every single one of their movies, they haven't really fought with anybody else so it's really yeah. funny to kind of see them trying to fight with two other spider-men yeah and then they're webbing and each they're other just, up yeah they're sloppy yeah, yeah. they're sloppy they're like, they're hold running. on hold on we need we need to figure out who is who's peter two you're two i love the idea in the very beginning as they're fighting they're going like peter 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 and they're all getting confused yeah, <laughs> yeah. they are they're all just getting really confused <laughs> i think he, uh, tom holland shoots a web and then it clotheslines andrew mm-hmm. garfield yeah. and yeah. they're just going Dude, we guys, we are a mess. Yeah. Like oh, as a, as a unit, we look terrible, <laughs> and we need to fix it. And it's it's so great. I but just the love compromise it. and the way they yeah. just problem solve. Yeah. Look it, at them. Oh, and <laughs> who did that? When, Not um, me. But, I, but I, I really, I but I, I think that also goes with Peter because in every single one of them, Peter doesn't really have an ego. No. Like of no. like, I need to be in charge. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of when all three of them can kind of just agree. Okay, fine. I'll be Peter one. You be Peter two, and I'll definitely I'll be Peter three. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay, let's do it. And like they they can really problem solve on the spot, and that that is very much a Peter part. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. What were we gonna say, Andy? Oh, I don't know. What Sorry. Say? I apologize. <laughs> no, she was like, fine. she was like, what? <laughs> also, I forgot to mention. I do. You mentioned all three of them. I do love that we got to see Tom Holland be a little bit more like you see his intellectual side, which we haven't yeah. really seen. That's he true. Beat Doctor Strange with math. Yes. He did. Yeah. He yeah. beat Doctor Strange with math, mm-hmm. in which I was going to say is my second part mm-hmm. is the mirror dimension scene. I love the mirror dimension scene. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. so cool. Yeah. Uh, I loved the idea of it. And I love the fact of he pops out of the mirror dimension and just goes like, I beat Dr. Strange with math. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's so excited about it. Yeah. He's like so excited. He goes, I haven't got his ring thingy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when he'll be back. <laughs> and it's, it, it's so, it's so interesting. I mean, it's a thing that we haven't really talked about being uh, for I mean, the entire time we've been talking. Dr. Mm-hmm. Strange doesn't, he's in the movie. He's, yeah. he's in the movie. He's in a good portion of the movie. I would say maybe 30 minutes. They treat, they treated him like they did with uh, uh, Iron Man in Homecoming. Where he's very involved, much so. he's involved with some of the plot, but again, he's not there until he's truly needed for the plot. Again. Yes, yeah. I think that's good though. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think it's really interesting the idea of he was trapped in his own mirror dimension yeah. where he's in control, mm-hmm. and also the idea that he is no longer 
Sorcerer Supreme. That was a good little tidbit that they, um, yeah, I was kind of like, oh, that's right. Thinking in my head, like, he was gone for five years. He's yeah. been gone yeah. for five so years. So they, they need a Sorcerer Supreme. But that's yeah. a retcon because inside of the original script for Endgame, mm-hmm. they said Wong dusted. Mm-hmm. In the original script, so I guess they changed that, and they're now saying, "Well, we never really said it on the screen, mm-hmm. so Wong didn't get dusted. So Wong has yeah. been yeah, okay. Sorcerer Supreme for the last five, five and a half years." And that would make sense because how he's more um, involved towards the end of Sh- Sh- Shang Chi. That does make more sense. Yeah, that he's more now. involved with the Avengers stuff. You know, yeah, because Wong is. Wong is involved with the Avengers, mm-hmm. but he's never really talked to like Captain Marvel and yeah, Hulk. and yeah, he's yeah. keeping contact with them. Yeah, and like stuff he's keeping like that. active contact with them. Mm-hmm. So you would imagine that he he is of anything. Yeah. He is Cause, an Avenger because I can understand having him in the, involved in the movie, but then like having him at the end credit scene, I was like, wait, wouldn't Doctor Strange be standing there next to him? If not, you know. At least think because Wong has always kind of been like his Alfred. Yeah, yeah, more or less. Like so, you know. so it makes more sense now. And I think I wasn't too sure if Shang Chi was before COVID, if Spider Man was supposed to come out, and then Shang Chi was supposed to come out after that. So to give a little bit of clarification yeah. on if Wong got snapped, Nick is like seventy percent right mm-hmm. in the sense that in the original script, Wong. This is according to uh, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Mm-hmm. Doc- fandom.com like a blog site but basically the original script is that Wong did get dusted but we never saw him so I never because it was they were going to use it for marketing purposes Mm -hmm. avenge the fallen and they never ended up using it so technically speaking Mm -hmm. it's canon that he didn't get snapped yeah yes that's what it is so it was written but it was never shown since I have you on the mic timestamp really quick uh your guys are about an hour in so you guys have maybe like five minutes left no problem so we'll, 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 we'll push along um biggest thing uh which our biggest thing that happens in this movie uh spider-man is back to year one yeah he's very yeah. much back to year one of spider-man mm-hmm. um in order to basically solve the problem that he has caused for himself mm-hmm. and yeah. for the you know the world yeah uh, as he rips apart the universe um he has to erase everyone's memory of him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um he is no longer memorized the avengers don't know who he mm-hmm. is nope. everybody does not but the thing is that people know who spider-man is yeah so yeah. that means that spider-man is still a member of the avengers so and his identity else. is just but nobody they knows don't know but they don't, peter parker yeah. but what's also interesting too because i don't know if you noticed it there is no record of peter parker yes that's true because he did not graduate high school mm-hmm that's why he has to take his GED. That's why he has to take yeah. his GEDs. I like that. I didn't yeah. catch that. No, okay. yeah. no. I saw a, the GED book, but I, I thought oh, it was just... Oh, didn't put it to... Yeah, no. <laughs> there, <laughs> I wasn't thinking there, that. There is no record of mm-hmm. Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, of Peter Parker of now. Peter Parker. So and that's no always one... Been, Huh? That's always been a long-running trope, is that anytime they have to reset Parker, mm-hmm. it always has to do with like his degree. Mm-hmm. In After um, Dan Slott finished his run of Superior Spider-Man, mm-hmm. and uh, what's his name? Started writing Amazing Spider-Man. Nick Spencer. Nick Spencer yeah. took over for issue number one of yeah. Amazing Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. They did the trope where he never completed college and never got his degree because his degree was actually a copywritten work of Otto Octavius. Yeah, when he earned his degree. So they basically... When Otto Octavius was Peter Parker at the time and oh. in the entire so superior, plagiarism yeah, yeah. and the okay. entire superior spider-man line parker industries would just no 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 no. sorry my bad so superior spider-man he completed college and mm-hmm. because of that parker when he got his body back uh because they did the amazing spider-man mm-hmm. run again for mm-hmm. a bit um 
this was still Dan Slott writing. He mm. created Parker Industries yeah. mm. with that ability that, you know, with the ability of having to graduate college mm-hmm. uh, as Otto Octavius. Mm-hmm. And then when Nick Spencer took over and rebooted uh, Amazing Spider-Man issue number one, mm-hmm. they retcon all of that. Technically, it's not necessarily a retcon, but they basically said uh, that they found out that Parker didn't graduate because uh, he plagiarized work of Otto Octavius without crediting him. Crediting him. And so they stripped him of his degree, and Parker Industries was dissolved, meaning that he had to restart his entire life. Um, He was broke again. Yeah, he was broke. Okay, that's frustrating. With the exception that MJ and Parker are dating again, and Kurt Connors adopts him as like a like a a protege, Mm -hmm. Uh, so he's able to get a second chance because the Lizard is now a professor at. I forget the school that he's in. Oh, that's right. And he's as the lizard, too. As the lizard, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. So, mm-hmm. so there's, yeah, the Nick Spencer run of Amazing Spider-Man is just beautifully written of just, like, how to reset Parker as back, as he calls it, back to basics. Yeah. And well, this is know, exactly this, what this movie did. Basically. So, yeah. so what exactly I'm expecting to see from, because, I mean, Sony, Marvel is already, they, they announced, I think, either yesterday or today, Spider-Man 4 is in development. It's already in development. Oh, wow. they, already, they already greenlit it. It's done. Tom Holland's already signed the contracts. Yeah. He's in for another. It's happening, movies. guys. I did hear though. Yeah, Tom Holland is gonna take a short break of Marvel movies for the time being and focus on I taking other roles at that I, time. Well, I'm imagining it's you know um, for Uncharted, Uncharted, yeah. and other movies like that. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if this movie comes out in like five years. No, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't imagine that it's going to be immediately, but I do see Tom Holland showing up in other Marvel properties. I, th- I think, did you say it or someone told me it was like, yes, uh, wouldn't be shocked if we see him in the next phase of movies. Not, yes. Yeah, because his, he's done in this phase. Yeah. And then now we're going to see him in phase five. You um, got to think about what he essentially became at the end of the movie, mm-hmm. which is a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Yes. And phase four right now. Tony Stark always wanted him to be. Exactly. And so phase four is going to be focusing more on this grand multiverse expansion with space and the Guardians and all this other stuff. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to give him a spotlight right now. Yes. Mm -hmm. It only makes sense to bring him back if the MCU and Kevin Feige push for a phase five. Yeah. And to answer, to kind of do a little bit of a conversation in terms of like, oh, he's taking a break from acting and stuff like that. I think a lot of media is kind of like pushing on this fact where they're misinterpreting what he's saying Mm -hmm. because this kind of ended up happening when Tony Stark or when uh, Robert Downey Jr. finished Iron Man 3 Mm -hmm. where people were pushing along that fact that, oh, he's done. He's not going to be Iron Man anymore Mm because he's only going to show up here and there for a couple movies and Mm -hmm. stuff. And then we ended up getting him in Civil War. We Mm -hmm. ended up getting him in Infinity War. We ended up getting him in Homecoming. Like he just kept coming back. So I think what ends up happening and you can't take this seriously. Tom Holland is the reason why we got No Way Home. Yeah. He is yeah. essentially the one reason why we got a third Spider-Man movie. Because mm-hmm. if it wasn't for him, Sony and uh, Marvel Studios would have been... They wouldn't have talked. Yeah. And we wouldn't have gotten No Way Home. Mm-hmm. So I think one... And I'll talk about it when I chime in uh, when it's my turn. But the media needs to shut up. They need to shut the hell up. Like, <laughs> just stop. No. When, um, but when, Tom Holland is, yeah, I think he's just taking a break. No, yeah, what, what I think Renee was was saying, I think he's just taking a break from Marvel, not necessarily taking a break from uh, acting, from acting or anything like that. He's going to be in a bunch of other movies. Uh, I mean, Chaos Walking was terrible, but I mean, other movies he's in should be good. <laughs> um, but no, I, I do, I, I can't wait to see that. I do like seeing his brand new suit. Uh, oh, you didn't man. really get like a shiny a, pants. <laughs> I got distracted by the pants. I but, didn't look at anything else. But <laughs> you know what I did notice because we were watching Homecoming. Mm-hmm. It's his mm-hmm. year one suit. It's mm-hmm. Iron Man's suit, but he chopped it up. 
Because mm-hmm. the same color of pants and uh, the blue is that's the original uh, one that he gave him in Civil War. Because oh. that was inside of Homecoming. Mm-hmm. You can see that color. Mm-hmm. He's literally chopped up his past suits mm-hmm. and formed them into this like one. this like makeshift oh. suit because they're damaged. Yeah. So all of his suits are damaged. Yeah. So he's making a new suit out of all of his damaged suits. Oh. So, cause he's using the same material. Mm-hmm. So that's so interesting. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. That's really cool though. Yeah. He ends up doing that because in the Spider-Man video game, that's how he gets his white emblem Spider-Man suit. Yeah. Literally. They he, were, they're mirroring a lot. <laughs> like a from lot the Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah. So in that one, in the video game, he essentially loses his suits. He doesn't have one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I think it's in the auto Octavius lab. Mm-hmm. He creates his uh, sneakered white emblem suit. Yeah, oh, out of like okay. yeah, out of like other suits that he already had like mm-hmm. pieces of. Oh, that's cool. And and that's a really cool factor. And not only that, but also I love the idea of him finally fulfilling that what Tony Stark wanted. I don't want you to be an Avenger. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to de- be dealing with aliens and you know magical creatures or anything like that. I just want you to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Deal with the old lady and get a churro. Yeah, that's all I want from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Also, I love the like you see his apartment and it gave me flashbacks to Tobey Maguire's yeah. Peter's yes. apartment. Uh-huh. It was a little bit bigger. It's it was like a, a little, little bit bigger. bigger. Yeah. But, you know, I don't know how he got money for that. <laughs> I yeah, don't understand <laughs> I don't understand that part. Does he have a job? Well, we we discussed that he was not doing photographs. Mm-hmm. He's the only Spider-Man that's not Yeah, he that has not shown interest the answer in The answer's comic books. It's it's a comic book movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh he just gets money <laughs> Um, who knows? Maybe Aunt May had a trust, but but he, Peter doesn't exist essentially, though. That's yeah. Thing. Where would he get this trust? I don't know. He stole it. I don't know. It's he Pe- could. I, I mean, know. we don't maybe know. He he could have picked up an op job or something, or maybe he's working in Feast or something. What like if he's that. working at the sub place? That no, he went to. Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if he had like a stash of money somewhere. That could like, be insane. He could have got paid from Tony Stark. Like, I, I also do wonder if he still has the Edith glasses. Oh, I thought that was taken away. Destroyed? No, they were oh. they were there in the beginning of the movie. He, they never. Oh yeah, because they were taking pictures of of. They took his pictures apartment. of them. But I and thought they took every form of Stark industry. Piece no, because he still had his suit. He, he still, still had his had Iron his, Spider suit. Yeah, he still had his Iron I mean, suit. Because they also didn't know how he was controlling them. Mm-hmm. He knew that he had access. Oh, that's to true. Them, yeah. Oh, they so they don't know it was a glass. They don't know it was the glasses. They just see that their glasses there. Not only that, but also they don't activate unless. He's wearing authorized them. users. Yeah, yeah, only authorized users could put on the glasses. Mm-hmm. So technically, he still has Edith glasses. Mm-hmm. People have just forgotten he hasn't lost all of the tech. Mm-hmm. So if he really, 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 really needed it, he still has access to Stark Industries, which would be really interesting. That'd be interesting. Yeah. Yeah, because I because people people lost it, but would wouldn't that mean that computers still know he's Spider Man? Oh, that's different. I don't know. Would Edith, but would Edith know that he is Spider-Man? So. To wrap it up, <laughs> to, <laughs> so just, we can I'm, get Brian in here. I know. I'm just, I'm just throwing oh, out I theories, know. man, because that would be interesting if, like, that's how this, the Avengers find out that he's Spider-Man, mm-hmm. of like him walking into Avengers headquarters mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Who are you?" and mm-hmm. just like, and then he like says, "My name is Peter Parker," mm-hmm. and like things open up <laughs> and stuff like that. That'd be cool. Like, that would and, that'd be cool. interesting. Yeah. And it's like, and it's like, wait, Tony designed this. How did mm-hmm. you like how? You don't know Tony, and it's like, I, I know Tony. Yeah, and that would be kind of that. That'd be an interesting mm-hmm. way of kind of doing it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't be bad. 
I actually would. That would that 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 would be really interesting. But we got to. I don't know. We'll find out who who do you think will be to wrap it up. The next villain will be in Craven. Craven. <laughs> we already got a disagreement. I actually no, agree with you, Nick. I, I feel like I feel like it's gonna be Craven. Yeah. He's coming back. Oh yeah. <laughs> he's not dead. He's it's gonna... either it's either Craven or it's gonna be uh him dealing with Venom. I feel like it's gonna be Craven and then he's gonna he's, and then he's gonna use he's gonna like touch the symbiote and that's you know I, I feel that that's he, happened before. What I want him to do is end a movie with the symbiote. Mm-hmm. I want him to to embrace the symbiote, to mm-hmm. use the symbiote. That's the only way he's able to defeat Craven. Craven. Yeah. And then the next movie following that one. <laughs> I'm into just five. looking at Brian's head. Like, Brian's oh, wrong. You're wrong. I see Brian I see Brian doing this because the problem is that we always have this like solution of like he then deals with the ve- with Venom. Mm-hmm. He deals with it. In the next movie, yeah. And then but I think that would be interesting if for a little while mm-hmm. we do get a more aggressive Peter Parker where he is he's being not controlled but he's being manipulated and influenced by venom and we and that would also give tom holland something kind of fresh to play yeah that would make sense because he's a kid still like he has no guidance anymore he's Mm -hmm. all alone Mm -hmm. but i i just think that for uh, for an acting perspective if we're going into another movie and we're going into Mm -hmm. another series i think that would be really interesting and give him something more to play with of like Mm -hmm. we're going to give you you're playing peter parker but it's a different version of peter parker he's a lot more aggressive a lot more angsty um and you know he's wearing the venom and you're dealing with the venom uh, what was it story but instead of it being only one movie because the Venom story is long it's yeah. it's yeah. It, it, like he he was wearing the Venom suit for a while mm-hmm. and I think that would be interesting if instead of you making it just one movie you then extend it for a movie or two mm-hmm. and then that would kind of be that whole thing of Miles Morales coming in and kind of like coming to his senses of going like this isn't Spider-Man mm-hmm. like you're this is not what Spider-Man is in that kind of like removing the venom suit from mm-hmm. him and like kind of getting him back to that kind of roots thing. Okay. Yes, Brian, I know I know you're angry. Yes, I I'm see. I'm going to start you from I'm going to work my from backwards all the way to like forward. So I'm this is your time. Your time yeah. in now. Am time? I allowed to come back? Come in. in. You're Batman coming nerds. in. Welcome. Batman nerds. Now mute the, yourself again. Right. <laughs> first of all, nice. why are you saying it like that? It was nice. It was <laughs> nice with you gone. Now if you guys don't already know, Brian is the biggest Spider-Man fan. Yeah, he's the you second. You can't say Spider-Man. that because he, no, yeah, he's, there, yeah, he's no, the no, second. I'm the first. I mean, so. yeah, <laughs> with Among Us, he is definitely the most emotional Spider-Man fan I've seen. Oh, he's passionate. He's I would say he's very passionate. passionate. Oh, very sure. passionate. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that. Um, so Brian I'm, couldn't talk at the end of this. He was unconsolable was, at the end of this movie. I was very um, concerned. I mean, we're yeah. all concerned. Did I I'm call it? You it. did it three times. Right? I did it more than three times. Oh, did it more I than cried three? more than three times. I'm gonna be honest. If I, I'm probably gonna cry talking about this because, mm. like, I was thinking, you guys were talking about certain points, and I was just like, oh crap, I have to hold I back tears. I saw his face. Did, are you serious? Like, yeah. I wasn't looking at you. I, I was holding back a couple tears, but I'm gonna start with the Go predictions ahead. of like what uh, the future could hold for Spider-Man, for and it. then work my way forward. So I don't think Craven's the next villain, and I'll tell you why. Because one of the best storylines to kind of push the Parker storyline is uh, the death of Spider-Man when Kraven kills him. Kraven's always been one of those villains that his whole purpose is to hunt the greatest prey possible, which is Spider-Man, the unkillable hero. He He's tried and tried again, and he's never managed to do it. I think if you're going to kind of move away from Tom Holland and give the mantle to someone else, you know, a Miles Morales in future Spider-Man films, if the MCU still exists within the next decade... 
you have to kill off Tom Holland, and I think the best way to do it isn't to do it the way the Ultimate series did. It's to bring back a character that, when they kill Parker, it means something. And I think Craven is that person to do so. In all fairness, what I do want is I do want, if they bring in a Miles, for them to have a few movies or a few interactions. Yeah, I do they, not want them no. to introduce and then die. No, no, no. And you also forget that there was the uh, the Clone Saga as well yes. with Jackal, and that's how we get you know the different iterations like Kane, mm-hmm. who later becomes a Scarlet Spider after Ben Riley takes over for a bit because he becomes Spider-Man. For the listeners that don't know, Ben Riley is one of the clones. It's two. It's Kane and Kane Parker and Ben Riley. Yeah. Uh, Kane disappears, and then I believe he disappears, but Ben Riley becomes Spider-Man for a bit, and then Parker comes back, then becomes the Scarlet Spider for a bit, mm-hmm. Ben dies, and then Kane Parker takes over the Scarlet Spider mantle. Yeah. So you also have that possibility if you're going to be going all the way up to another three films with Tom Holland. You kill off that Parker, and you make Ben Riley and Kane Parker be a thing. Um, if you're thinking about, I mean, it's possibilities. This, this, this whole storyline, there's multiple different stories that yeah. you know they can like adopt from um, i just don't like the idea of a clone i think that's dumb it, it wouldn't make sense but if you don't want a messy timeline and you don't want to deal with the multiverse anymore because it's going to mess things up production perspective you just borrow from another storyline like the clone saga i think it's it's probably the easiest thing that you could do and one of the most fun ones you can also do spider island but spider island is kind of weird it was a little bit weird um i will say that probably if we're going to get another villain for Spider-Man 4, mm-hmm. uh, you could do B-listed villains. You could do Rhino. You can do Boomerang. Uh, it would be fun to have a Black Cat. I would actually because really enjoy Black Cat since seeing as he's no longer with Mary Jane. Exactly. Because you mm-hmm. have these different... He's got multiple love interests like throughout the entire series. Mm-hmm. Like Spider-Man is a... is a, He's a ladies' man. Mm-hmm. He's a ladies' man. Parker isn't. Mm-hmm. And Black Cat loves to you know mess around with parker even now, like and would, we've talked about it in the video games he, she you, always does that would you say that he's more of a ladies man than nightwing no no yeah because no 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 because nightwing tries and spider-man just so happens to excuse me, attract. He excuse me he doesn't try he accomplishes well, he just he oozes out like <laughs> he he just oozes out sex appeal nightwing yes yeah and then the spider-man is literally just kind of like dude i i'm just Hold doing on, my me, thing i'm just trying to swing my way through the city and black cat's like yeah it's because he has it's because it's because he's got you know uh, he's got you know stability in the front and party in the back <laughs> that's why man he's got <laughs> he's got the mullet um but i mean there's even in recent years probably within the last like maybe five to eight years when we talk about Spider-Man storylines, you have so many different iterations of Spider-People that they could just pull off so many things. Like, we think of Spider-Gwen and Miles Morales Spider-Man, mm-hmm. you know, Spider-Noir, Spider-Pig, you know, because of the Spider-Verse. But people also forget that we have Spider-Woman, who, I mean, isn't as popular, but another great one that they've been using in comic book marketing. Oh God! This is what right here, right here. Is that is that really a Nightwing? He looks like it's an F boy. boy. It does. Oh, dude! Big time. Oh my God! How much? <laughs> it's just called collection. Robin's One. Yeah. That's what it's called, Robin's One. He is the number one Robin. Look at that. Look at that number one Robin Dang. right there. Can we get back to Spider-Man, please? <laughs> Hold on. First off, um, I love how I come back on mic and Nick is just straight up like first, it was all serious conversation for like the first hour. I come back on mic and Nick is just straight up like joke, I, joke, banter. No, I had no, I had no fuel. I'm sorry. I had no oh one to make fun of. God. Oh, okay. Now I'm on mic. 
<laughs> um, but you want to make fun of them? That's rude. Oh, God. They're guests. What? They're They're guests. guests. <laughs> Are we done? Are you done? <laughs> no. Silk. Go. Silk is another uh, oh, Spider Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And they use her in marketing. Isn't Silk technically also a clone? No. No. Or Silk, she's, she's her own character. She's her own character. Or she was also bitten by a by the same spider, wasn't yes. she? Yes. So yeah. it was so Silk, uh, it was something she's Korean. I forget her name. It's something Moon. I forget what her actual name is. Cindy Moon. Thank you, yeah. Cindy Moon. Um, she was in the same field trip as Parker when he got bit by the radioactive spider, got bit by the same radioactive spider, and then her parents locked her up for fear of what was going to happen to her so she was basically like in stasis for Mm -hmm. years and years and years and the only reason peter found out about her was because she was oozing out pheromones and that attracted him to her so they had like a two comic books like two comic book three or it was like two or three different store uh books where Mm -hmm. they literally were just kind of like going at each other like they were just doing it three comic books worth it was like three comic yeah three issues it was a hentai they they did they, they I mean it was assumed that they did it and they pointed out a couple issues but like when they first the met yeah when, when they first met they couldn't help but basically make out and make point out it and was her pheromones that yeah it that's, was, what, that's it what it was yeah. it's they had the same pheromones but they understood that they couldn't be together because mm-hmm. they weren't attracted to each other it was mm-hmm. just the pheromones did she yeah. try to um, bite his head off. No, <laughs> I, I, but, but it was you, that was joked in the in the, in the you, book. Yeah, yeah, but you, but you do make a good point because I do want to see a black cat because black cat was originally uh, talked about inside the Amazing Spider-Man because she was set up. Mm-hmm. Um, inside of the Amazing Spider-Man two, she was there. Not only that, but also I do want to see him date someone else besides Gwen Stacy and Mary Jane Watson. Well, Michelle Jones Watson. Same thing. <laughs> Same initials. Same, right? But yeah, but she said, "Oh, you so something." What did? What was the joke that she's like, "Oh, don't call me Jones Watson. It's MJ Watson." That's what that was. What she said. I, I'm assuming I it's it a father just, thing. I she, it no, because she says, "Because she, no, she says, Jones. yeah, she says, she says Watson, and then she goes, it's just Jones.' I'm assuming Watson's her dad's name. Oh, probably. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think there's just a lot to anticipate within the next couple of years. If we don't get another Spider-Man movie for the next like three to four years, I'm fine with that. Let Tom Holland age and have him be a um, more developed Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Let him go through that process, you yeah. know, where he is trying to, he's in a college. It's not his dream college. He's not going to MIT, but he's definitely going to like a New York Institute of Science or something like that. He probably has some sort of internship somewhere and he's trying to develop you know his he's trying to he's trying to balance i balance out the life of peter parker scientist yeah. and spider-man and it's still not working for yeah him. i i do want to see him become an adult i do, i would i do want to see him with a miles morales as a mentor of kind of like changing that role of uh what was it from the mentee to the mentor yeah and it, it doesn't matter i honestly wouldn't care if miles morales was brought into it uh via multiverse I, I know that's how most people know, but uh, there's other there's other iterations in which he exists in that universe, and he's just developed differently. Again, I'm on a reference to Spider-Man video game. We see Miles Morales in Spider-Man, and he is developed in that universe, not pulled from any he, from another it universe. An, it was another Spider, wasn't there? It was another he, Spider. Yeah, that was, was developed differently. That's why he has the different abilities. He still has spider sense, can wall crawl, you know, all those things. He, that's why he also has like the electric shock, the and stinger, stuff like that. yeah. Mm. So Venom. Uh, I, I, you guys reviewed the whole movie, so there's really no point for me to review it. But I'm just gonna say this. Sorry. I mean, no, no, you're no, good. You should just well, say your own. It's it's yeah. I'm I'm gonna be talking more there about. There was one thing that we didn't mention was, I think one of the biggest themes of the movie 
was the whole uh, one the speech that that um, Aunt May gave. Peter With great power comes great responsibility. Because yeah. that's and that event of her dying because of the con- of the actions that peter took and the consequences that he has to deal with now she was has now yeah so i mean you yeah can... no it, that's what i'm gonna do is i think for the next like 20 minutes i'm gonna talk about this movie as like a fan of spider-man because you and i had a conversation uh just the two of us about like what this movie meant mm-hmm. and i'm gonna stick to this i'm gonna start off by saying that this movie is the best superhero movie ever made i can confidently say that 100 percent, and i don't care if people come at me and say like oh but the dark knight trilogy and all this thing. other stuff go, like, no 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 so dark knight no, right. no no yeah yeah okay but let me let me put it to you this way in terms it, just because it's the best movie doesn't mean that it's perfect because i do have an issue with this the first third of this movie yes it's a very sloppy first third yeah. because you're dumping so much information that I kind of looked at it as like you open up a box of Legos of like 1500 pieces and you just dump it all on the floor and now you're just trying to follow a set of instructions and you have to execute that story right in order for that to work and they did and they did did. even though it was messy you know the end result was magnificent it was awesome what we got at the very end there were a lot of misedits I'm just going to get all the negatives out of the way there were a lot of misedits that I noticed where I felt like they could have paid a little more attention to detail. So like where faces turn, if I'm having a conversation here and the next camera is going to pan over here, you have to naturally throw from here to here. It's eyeline. It's I, yeah. Eyeline is one of the hardest things you can do. They didn't do it. And one of them, the one edit that really got me was right after they cured uh, Otto Octavius. Parker jumps from the from the balcony to the to the floor where they're all at. Mm-hmm. There's the cut didn't make any sense, mm-hmm. and that caught me off guard because you can tell he just kind of jumped and then landed, mm-hmm. and they didn't cut it well enough. And I'm like, dude, they could have done so much better, but they're like minor little cuts, mm-hmm. and it doesn't take away from that movie. Mm-hmm. So why am I saying that this movie is the best superhero movie ever made? No, why are you wrong? It's I'm not wrong. <laughs> I'm gonna I, I legitimately all jokes aside, I 100 percent believe that. This is what happens when you make every possible move and execute it perfectly. You respect the source material. You go in there and you understand, I'm going to make a massive mess because there's no way I can fit every piece and every asset in two and a half hours. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to try my damn hardest. And they do it. How many times, and this goes out to the three of us, okay? Because we're the biggest comic book readers. How many times do we come into a revival arc and complain well, that sucked. Why, why couldn't they just do it this way? Why I, couldn't they just revise like revise it this way? I think because I think we were talking about it earlier when we were talking about Batman, the the new Batman comic. Yeah, where we were saying like this is a really dope comic, and then we got like three issues in it. We were like, why? What happened to that first issue? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> why was that yeah. first issue so good? Or and even the rest of the issues have been like really lame. For DC, for DC readers, Flashpoint is one of the greatest arcs to come out in recent years. Yes, mm-hmm. but it brought in the new Fifty Two. And people were split with the new 52. You had massive fans who supported the new 52. And then the opposite side was like, what the hell? Like, this isn't the Batman we know. This isn't the Flash that we know. Like, this sucks. This new revival sucks. How do you do a revival? How do you do a reboot in a movie? How do you do a reboot in two and a half hours? You did what John Watts did here. No, yeah. In all fairness, this movie made me very cautious and very nervous for the flash mm-hmm. 
because the Flash is going to attempt to do kind of the same thing because he's supposed to go into the Tim Burton universe. He's supposed to meet Michael Keaton. He's supposed to meet an older Batman, and he's also supposed to be introduced to a, a, a young, uh, what was it, a Ben Affleck Batman. Mm-hmm. And they're supposed to have like some uh, disputes and stuff like that and movie shenanigans and everything like that. I feel like this movie did a really nice job of tipping the hat and understanding and giving face to you can, all the characters. You can tell that it was never afraid. It, 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 never, it, it, never, it never showed fear. And I know it's kind of weird to kind of talk about it as if this was a person, but when you look at a director and writers and producers and everyone that works on a movie, there's certain points where you can tell that they're afraid to do something. And this movie never showed fear. It yeah. said in full confidence... I understand the story I'm headed, I'm going to make. I understand the direction yeah. I'm going to go in and I'm going to do it. And it executed it perfectly. You can complain because I see I see a lot of critics are basically saying, oh, it's an 8 out of 10. Oh, they had problems here and it had problems there. That's fine. Go ahead and give it its, you know, its negatives because it does have some negatives. 8 out of 10 is not that bad. Though. It's not bad. But you have to understand that when it comes to redoing the storyline to bring it back to some originality, you have to have this confidence this kind of like you know i'm gonna grab my balls and i'm gonna show you what i'm gonna do and you're gonna love it and we all loved it it's called the Batman. Yeah. this movie is a movie for every generation of spider-man fans that grew up with different takes and yeah, i told yeah. andy this when we had the conversation last night every single one of us here on this table grew up with spider-man differently mm-hmm. we had people that grew up with the toby mcguire spider-man we had people that grew up with Toby and Andrew Garfield. We have people that grew up with the 90s Spider-Man over here that read the comic books and consumed the 90s and kind of dipped their feet here and there. And then you have someone that lived and breathed Spider-Man for years and years and years. At the end of the movie, it took every single one of us and said, y'all are back on page one. Congrats. Because they respected Toby. They respected Andrew. They respected every little Easter egg that we all know yeah. and said, here you go. Now Enjoy. we're going to be restarting everything and we're all on page one. Because you mentioned it. Dude, I'm going to get emotional. Holy crap. You're going to make me <laughs> it's cry. Gonna, it's like, it's going to hit me. There were so many Easter eggs and it wasn't like yeah. Ready Player One status where it just dumped it. Right? Easter eggs on you, yeah. It was yeah. Easter eggs that were respected and it was just kind of played out in a way where it was like, oh, like I caught that. Or if you didn't, hey, that was the whole thing. When he gets pushed out of his body, the whole tingles around his head, that is an iconic comic book art that you've seen like in old school like Spider-Man comics. I think I think you because you said it to me too. Cause uh what was it? When Doctor Strange goes, This shouldn't be possible. Yeah, and it, puts his yeah, and, push him out. And I think you even said too, yeah, why is that possible? Mm-hmm. And I mean you both went it's the spider sense. It's the spider. Yeah, because then spider the tingles. Sense is just mm-hmm. yeah. The spider sense is just immediately going like no, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> <laughs> and every in Sam Raimi's run of Spider Man and uh, what's his name, Mark Webb. Yes. Is it Mark Webb? The yeah. uh, for yeah. the Amazing Spider Man. Yeah, Mark Webb. Yeah. They all showed different viewpoints of that spider sense, mm-hmm. and now we get you know John Watts' version of the spider sense, mm-hmm. which in my opinion is probably one of the best 
you know, visual mm -hmm. methods of showing the spider sense. Cause we got the little tingles around his head when, you know, he got pushed out of the body and then the in-depth analysis, which you said was one of the greatest scenes because yeah. when he walks in the room, he's just kind of analyzing like, where is this? Like where, why am I having the spider sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's, I, he's sensing everybody's intentions. And then all of a sudden, which was great because in that moment I was like, I, I felt like I was Peter there. I was just like, where is this danger coming from? And all of a sudden right at Osborne. Mm -hmm. And you're like, no, and you understood seconds in that something was wrong and that it was Osborne. And yeah. I love the I love because that then leads you into Willem Dafoe's immediate transition of being like this cowardly Norman Osborne to this big dick Green Goblin. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing. Yeah. And that is what makes Willem Dafoe the quintessential Green Goblin. Yes. Because Green Goblin. And I don't, if anyone ever says this to me, I'm not listening to you for the rest of the day. I'm not listening to you ever again. <laughs> the Goblin is not Spider-Man's Joker mm -hmm. by no means. Because the Joker and Batman have a different relationship than the Goblin and Spider-Man. Yeah. Goblin <laughs> is just a dick to be a dick. Yeah. I want to mess you up. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kill someone yeah. just because I'm going to do it. Why did he take Gwen Stacy up to the bridge and drop her? Because he could. Because he could. Because he's the Green Goblin. Oh, but his intentions were to mess up Peter Parker. Yeah, but why? Well, because he wanted her. No, it's because he could. Well, because he had the ability to do so. Yeah, because Joker is trying to move. He's trying to prove a point. He's trying to break him down. And yeah, Goblin is like, I'm just all powerful I'm just Goblin. Doing it. Well, yeah. Well, no, the joke. The Joker's main philosophy uh, in a lot of things that he does is just that. Everyone is just like him. He is not the freak in the room. He's just, uh, was it as you know Heath Ledger said, he's just ahead of the curve. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It only takes one bad day, and then anyone else could become me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's always in the attempt to turn and show Batman that yes, you are always one day away from becoming me. Mm -hmm. And all I need you to do is murder me. Yeah. Or or break your rule. Or break some form of her rules, and, things that you would never do. And yeah. Goblin's never been that you. way. Goblin's never said you are a green goblin or yes. you're never a goblin. It's like you could kill me if you want, but I'm only doing this to test my limitations. How far can I go before I push your breaking point? Because I'm the most powerful villain that Spider-Man will ever face. He's just a dick to be a dick. Willem Dafoe gets that. Yes. And that entire fight sequence when we get him in the apartment, that was. You and I said it. Yeah. That is the visual representation of what we see when we read those comic mm -hmm. books when they're just. <laughs> oh, my God. I cussed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Dang it. No one cussed except me. 136. <laughs> yeah. I got it. When he just like suplexes him down into the neck, like floor by floor yeah. by floor. Yes. And just awesome. the intensity. I want to know what John Watts told Tom Holland to get him to just act the way he did in that final sequence. And when he just kept punching. Oh, yeah. Green Goblin, because that sold hard. Yeah. Yeah. I was oh, like, throughout that moment, it. you could feel You the could punch. feel it. Like the entire time, I'm like, yeah, go ahead, mess him up, kill him. I didn't even feel bad. I was just like, I felt that range until Toby stops him and is like, no. And then when he stabs, when he gets stabbed, Andy and I both clutch each other like, no. Yeah. <laughs> she screeched. I was like, no. I in all so loud. In all fairness, I was a little upset about, this, about the stabbing. Because he didn't die? No. 
I was upset because he also has the spider sense. He should have known he was about to get stabbed. I think there was just a connection because, again, this is comic book writing. You, you can't have the invis like you can't have Spider Man be invincible and all knowing and powerful and stuff. Like there has to be a moment of weakness where he just kind of. That's how you write Batman. Come I, on. <laughs> I, but I took it as Toby was paying more attention to Tom Holland. Exactly. Than That's problem behind. Yeah, him, yeah you so. have to assume that. Yeah, that he's I I. You can I, you can't assume that. Yeah, you can't. Like but I the only thing is that the only reason I didn't like it is because of the of the of the Spider Man. Mm-hmm. He knows Goblin the most, and he turned his back on him. And he turned his back on. But Goblin. But I think it's because he was lived because that entire sequence. And again, this goes back to paying respects. And I guess I'm going to jump into the all three Spider Man. This is probably where I'm going to cry. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's there's moments where. You know, each Spider-Man, Andrew and Toby, have their, like, moments with Tom, and they kind of give how they grow. Like, they talk about how they've grown. And Toby mentioned, like, it's a small one line that he says, I've thought about it for years on how to cure Norman. And I think it was that moment where he realized that he's forgiven. Like, not in that moment specifically, but in his timeline, he's forgiven Norman for what happened. And he's willing to turn his back on him to focus on what his, you know, on on Tom at that moment. From what I took that, what I took that moment as was I regret allowing Norman to die Mm -hmm. where I, I could have saved him. And I'm going to save him now. And that connection between Tom and, and Toby is the thing that took him away from the spider sense for a bit. Didn't yeah. Toby um, stab the goblin with the... He the, did not stab no. him. It, no. it flew into him then. So yeah. what happened was that, uh, was it, he's convincing Toby Maguire that he has control over his own body. Uh-huh. He's basically saying, like, the goblin's gone. I just need help. Please help me. I'm, I, I'm begging you, please. And then, um, what was it? And then that's the moment where you get the classic line of Godspeed, Spider-Man. And uh, the glider pulls its things and then it goes to stab Tobey Maguire. But then he flips over. He flips over oh, okay. and then the glider. Then, so it was then, kind of like his revenge. Yeah. That was his last revenge, that, the goblin. Yeah, exactly. yeah, it was, yeah, it was supposed to be his trickery, which yeah. also, in hindsight, if it would have stabbed Spider-Man, he would have killed both of them. So, so yeah, that yeah. was a very dumb move. But yeah, the goblin doesn't care. testing his limitations. Yeah, the, the goblin does not get does not care. But that is really funny when you think about like trajectory of like <laughs> <Yeah>. how does <laughs> physics work? Like, yeah. how, like he didn't math or, his way out of this. Yeah, one. he didn't math his way out because I mean, if even if he would have stabbed Peter, he would have then stabbed himself, and then they would have just been like you know face to face, just so, like like well, hey. there's <laughs> touching tips. There was there was one thing that always I always not questioned but just laughed at that part yeah, is, is no no is when he gets stabbed <laughs> in the part of the area he gets stabbed at. Oh, it's just his crush. It's like his yeah, it's his like it's right his pelvis. Up, it's his pelvis. Yeah, it's, and mm-hmm. I, I was just like why why that low? I'm like cuz well, they oh, <laughs> it, it, um it's so that way you can have him lean over. Oh, and he goes like don't die, Harry. but it's so no but that was always a theme inside of uh, the Raimi Spider-Verse I mean the the Raimi Spider-Man movies was the most dangerous thing to all the characters was Mm -hmm. not the truth it was the secrets you keep from each other yeah Yeah. and they focused on that yeah and they would always because it was always don't tell because that was the second time somebody Mm -hmm. in that movie told him Mm -hmm. don't tell Harry Mm -hmm. where if you would have just told Harry Mm -hmm. 
you know, the fact that his dad turned into the Green Goblin, mm-hmm. the fact that Mary Jane was working at a uh, was working as a waitress, uh, that in everything else. Harry Osborne probably wouldn't have turned evil and he would have understood what was going on. Mm-hmm. The fact that he didn't tell Harry Osborne that he was Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. If he would have been more honest, like Tom Holland was, was Ned. Maybe Harry Osborne doesn't turn evil. Maybe he doesn't turn into a goblin. Maybe mm-hmm. he turns into, uh, what was it? Peter's man in the chair. Who knows? But it was the secrets that. T- didn't we th- kind of see that towards the end though? In the third movie everything kind of came to a head because all the secrets were revealed now Mm -hmm. everybody knows what's going on and now everyone's pissed which is why i'm saying that this wraps it up pretty nicely because both toby and andrew's movies ended abruptly yes where they just kind of were like okay we're gonna see what happens with four supposedly Raimi was supposed to get a fourth and it never happened and then uh yeah and then uh webb was supposed to also get a third and that never happened as well so here i was gonna be craven the hunter yeah and then with here we get all the secrets being revealed and what ends up happening is we actually get a conclusion to it this is why I'm saying it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. And again, like with full confidence, I can actually we're going to rewatch this movie again with John and Sarah. And I'll talk about why, again, you know, it's the different generations of Spider-Man is so important here. But, you know, I watching this movie, if I ever have a conversation with someone and they say, well, this doesn't make any sense and stuff like that. I've had superhero movies where I'm just like, well, you know, you think it's really good, but this doesn't make any sense. My favorite is a Winter Soldier. And I've had conversations with people saying like, oh, but it's not so great because of this and that and all this other stuff. And I get stumped here. 100 percent. I can look at someone in the eye and say, like, OK, what's your next question? What is it about it that you don't like? Tell me about it. And then I can just go ahead and tell them my answer why it is that it works Mm -hmm. this movie basically ties up so many loose ends and it knows exactly how to write itself out of situations it wraps everything up so nicely when we the fact that it does close out not one movie it closes out three movies three different franchises three different timelines Mm -hmm. again we talked about this so by the time this issue comes out john and sarah would have already seen it we talked about it. It sucks because you want to tell Sarah, don't watch the MCU Spider-Man's. Yeah, watch. she's been watching the like the MC- Yeah, the MCU. Yeah. It's like no, you, you have, have to, to watch, watch the other one. Has she never seen the other one? She's seen them. I'm assuming. That, I'm assuming they all. They, they both time, have seen it. John yeah. and Sarah yeah. probably seen it. But to kind of but get before, a refresher exactly. before you watch it, mm-hmm. I think it's such a. I I'm so glad I did that. But here's such the thing that I was telling Andy. Mm-hmm. Andy consumed it in a way that she wanted to consume it. Sarah's consuming it in a way that she's going to consume it. We've all consumed Spider-Man differently. We all grew up with him. There's one key point about Spider-Man that we all love about him is that he's selfless. Mm -hmm. He understands what the greatest line ever to be said in comic books. With great power comes great responsibility. Even if you don't like Spider-Man, you know that line. Yeah, You 100% know that line. It is the iconic line. Did you steal that from Spider-Man? (laughs) <laughs> no, because every single time you hear in anything else, it's like, oh, you stole that from Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, but that's the thing is She's that he's Benny? so impactful. So every single one of us has consumed Spider-Man differently. And what makes it great, the greatest moment for me is when all three Spider-Man meet for the first time. Mm-hmm. Because yes. that wasn't a speech to develop the plot. That was a speech for the fans. That was a speech for every single person who was in that theater who grew up with Spider-Man differently. And they all talked about what makes Spider-Man Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. What about him? Because when I say 
that all three movies. Now that I'm older, I appreciate all three franchises. And I'm going to say this. Toby, Toby is a better Parker than a Spider-Man. And Andrew's a better Spider-Man than a Parker. Than a Parker. Yeah. And Tom is both. Because my favorite, if I were to kind of go back and forth between like, you know, what makes Toby great? He's awkward. He's that nerdy kid that doesn't fit anywhere. He is the personification of a Parker. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that kid that will never fit in somewhere and that you root for when he actually accomplishes something. Toby Maguire is the kid you bully. Exactly. Mm. Andrew, one of the greatest lines to ever basically say, mm. to, to ever leak his lips for the Amazing Spider-Man, is the sequence in which he actually dons his suit mm -hmm. and he based then he like shoots a web to the guy mm -hmm. or the guy that's robbing the cars in the yeah. first Amazing Spider-Man, yeah. pulls out a knife. He's like, oh my God, a knife. Oh, what am I supposed to do? Because that's that joke. That's that kind of quirkiness that Spider-Man <laughs> yeah. happens. Oh, yeah. has to oh my God, how did you know my weakness? <laughs> Small <laughs> knives. <laughs> so great. And so you have that. When you have all three Spider-Men come together, the speech they you know give each other, don't don't tell me that you know what I'm going through, Tom. They're you. Mm -hmm. They yeah. all experienced loss. Mm -hmm. That's what makes like for me, Spider-Man is the most relatable superhero because in more recent times, I've gone through what he's gone through. When you lose a loved one and it hits you in such a different way, and Andrew Garfield's line after watching The Amazing Spider-Man 2, I'm going to say re-watching that sequence after my dad passed away hit so much more different because he's going through so many different emotions and people are treating him so different and it hit me differently. Yeah. And when I look at Spider-Man now, you realize that certain key events in your life are going to impact you differently. Yeah. And that's what they delivered here. You know, you don't take, in this case, a death... You don't let that consume you. You don't let hatred basically take over every decision and every, you know, every action that you're going to do in the future. Because that's what happened with Andrew. He killed Gwen and he just held his punches back. He basically stopped being Spider-Man for a bit. And with Toby. No, he said that he stopped pulling his punches. Stop. Yeah. He got brutal. Yeah. That's what he said. He basically he stopped being Spider-Man. The yeah. Spider-Man that we know. He's and then with Toby... You know, he was in a dark place where he felt like with Spider-Man 2, you know, he didn't want to be Spider-Man anymore. He got web blocked, essentially, is what they call it. Right. Yeah. And so they learned from death to give rebirth again. And Tom is going through that process now. You lost your Aunt May. And Aunt May gives you the famous line, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. I sacrificed my life knowing that you did the right decision even though it led me to my death. Because you're a good kid with a good heart, with a good mind and good intentions. And it was never your mistake that I died. This just had to happen. And instead of going through it alone, like every person, like most people, whenever, because for me, I went through my dad's death alone. Mm -hmm. As much as my family wanted to be there for me, I went through it alone a lot. Because I didn't want anyone near me. And Tom went through Aunt May's death, not alone, but with three different iterations of himself. Well, because they, they all had the same feeling from Ben. And they didn't let him go. They did not let him get lost. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of it, Tom basically says, with great power, who finishes the line? Toby. Mm -hmm. Comes yeah. great responsibility. Totally. How did you know? Uncle Ben. Uncle Ben. And then Aunt May. That was the speech that sold it to me that was it i took off my head i was just like no this is like a respect this is like the sign of respect the 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 thing is that i what i what i understood from it was 
getting Tom Holland back to his roots because he felt that way when he first became Spider-Man mm-hmm. that I have a right. If I have the power to do something, then it's, then it should be within my power to change it. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what he tells Tony Stark. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with all the tech and with all the Avengers nonsense and all the craziness that happened inside of the Marvel he's starting universe. over he's basically just starting from square but one but I, I feel like he a got very lost. respectable man yeah, yeah because he, he, he essentially had so many people helping him out but that again this is a different iteration of spider-man right. which goes back to it everyone consumes it differently and we can't tell sarah in this point in time right now to re-watch the original I spider-man know, movies so because i'm gonna guarantee you this <laughs> no don't even feel bad because i'll tell you this she's both john and sarah are gonna come out of that movie theater when we watch it with them on Sunday with different emotions than what we came out because oh, we yeah. all walked out of that theater mm-hmm. feeling something different. Mm-hmm. Mandy cried. Renee felt heartfelt. Nick was like sold on the fact that this was such a great movie. You were just invested to the point where you felt like all your time was well spent. Mm-hmm. I was speechless to the point that I got destroyed. I've never had a movie leave me this speechless before. I was in shambles because yeah. this movie respected everything that I'd learned and that I adopted from Spider-Man growing up and said, yes, this is the movie made for the fans that we show. We know, and we want to appreciate everything that you've done yeah. to keep yeah. Spider-Man alive for so long. You know, people are always going to say that Stanley, Oh, but Stanley's favorite superhero is Spider-Man and all this stuff and Stanley, this and that. And they're always going to have their criticisms, but Spider-Man is one of the greatest heroes ever to be created. Because in the recent little snippet that Stanley basically came out, he said that Spider-Man, you know, recently he's learned that Spider-Man could be anyone because he dons a suit that covers his entire face and body. We don't know if Spider-Man is white or black or Hispanic or anything. He could be anyone, which is why so many people cosplay him. Mm -hmm. He's just a kid learning to live his life and balance out his life and trying to do the right thing, even at his own expense. The end of the movie, he makes the hardest decision, which is to give up his own life to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. And instead of going to Ned and MJ and basically saying, yeah, my name's Peter Parker. We used to be friends. He said, no, you know what? This is their second chance. Just like this is my second chance to restart everything. Instead of looking at Aunt May's death as a sign that I should give up what I'm doing, I'm going to live my life. I'm going to get a small apartment. I'm going to figure out who I am. And I'm going to redo my costume. This is my second year. This is my second chance to be Spider-Man. So I have a question. What about if in the next movie it's Hobgoblin? It could be. That's why this this is why. Because what about without the guidance of Ned and that close friendship? He goes down that path. That is the beauty. But that is the beauty of this movie. There's so many. No theory is wrong. No assumption is wrong here. It could go in any direction and it could be right because it tied so many plot holes in such a manner that you could, you could be a hundred percent right. I wouldn't be mad. I actually, as a fan, I'd be like, yeah, that'd be a good storyline. Or what if, you know, this MJ is now irrelevant and we get Mary Jane now, Mary Jane Watson. What if Peter starts falling in love with someone else and it's Gwen? What if, again, it's Black Cat, and now he has a love affair with her? Like, well, there's so many possibilities I, with what happened here. I think the, the only reason I say Ned Lee is because I think that would be very interesting, and without Peter Parker in his life to influence him as that, like, kind of like yeah. the straight arrow. 100%, because he's going what? to MIT now, and he's going to develop his own mind. As, he's going to live his own life. 
you never know. But again, the theory yeah. doesn't matter. It's a fun theory, but you could be right and no one's going to ding you for I that. actually thought for a I actually thought that Ned Leeds and Mary Jane were going to kiss. I thought so too. I thought they were in a relationship at first. The yeah. way the way she looked at him. Yes. Yeah. But it's because I, they're just close friends yeah, that they act that yeah. way. Yeah. I that I mean cuz you you don't have to you don't have to no. be in a relationship to be friends with a woman. To, so, to kinda, <laughs> so I, I think that's fine. I got to wrap it up else. here because we're reaching a two hour mark. I, the, soon the, and, the last thing I wanted to talk about is the kind of like the, 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 the next, the next point that we're going to, we do have Dr. Strange. If I'm going to be honest, I don't care. It, Honestly, really, it was just this, a trailer. It was just a trailer. We already and, knew. And, mm-hmm. We just got a little bit more insight of what, so what might be my, happening. Well, my my the bigger question that I wanted to know was, is this the point that we saw in Loki? No, I think that we okay. So the fracturing, this is, this is, the fracturing of the timelines. This is what I'm going to say because I feel like this is what we saw. No, I'm going to say this. Okay, what we got with No Way Home should calm everyone down and i feel like with the amount of hype and the amount of excitement that we all went through let the movies be the way they want to be let doctor strange come and go and we'll see what happens that because that's not what i'm talking about at all. i know you're talking about like where this is going to head with doctor strange and everything i'm gonna be honest we can go ahead and predict we can make content and stuff like that I just don't care. I'm not invested in it because this movie just sold and wrapped. No, it, it doesn't matter. Nick. Did you just tell me I don't I don't care about making content? How dare you? Nick, Sorry, if we're going to be talking about No Way Home, dead ass, 100%, this movie just calmed so many different nerds. Not nerds, excuse me, nerves in terms of like what's going on. We were assuming so much that Loki was going to connect with No Way Home, that WandaVision was somehow going to be here and there, and all these different connections. Nothing happened. Everything that we mainly predicted was wrong. The only person we should be giving credit to is Andy. Mm-hmm. 100%. Because Andy said, Tom Holland has not experienced a loss, and he has not learned from anything like that mm-hmm. until this movie when Aunt May died. That was the point where Peter Parker became spider-man i'm sorry i know andy said that but also before i took my little sabbatical i literally said Aunt May was gonna die because someone spoiled it to you didn't it don't, don't bring that up <laughs> you brought it up earlier i brought you it up did. to you guys i brought it up to you guys earlier but that was spoiled for me after but we knew that was going to be a turning point. That was going to be yeah. a turning point yeah. that's what's going to mature it was, but it was it was spoiled for me after after i had already said it but you're a okay, monster. Nick. Sure. <laughs> Overall, you guys, bring, I don't, I don't want to talk to you guys. <laughs> he's just gonna walk and just like, look, all people are against me. Overall, I'm gonna say this: the movie is the best MCU movie to have come out. Overall, yeah. It, I, it respects a fan base. It respects everyone that has put in time into the MCU, that has watched yes. every show, that has supported the MCU throughout the years. It supports comic book lovers. It supports it supports movie lovers. It supports the casual Spider Man audiences. It makes it unifies everyone. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that's the importance right. of these movies. We've lost so much in you know debating what's better, DC or Marvel. You know, Batman and versus Spider Man or Superman and this and that, all this other stuff. The infighting this unified everyone. Mm-hmm. And I think if we're gonna walk away with a message, No Way Home is the unification of everyone that loves comic books, that loves movies, that loves superhero franchises, 
brings them all together and says, we're going to start new, we're going to start fresh, and we're going to show you what Peter Parker is, who he is, and how he's going to develop as the people's Spider-Man. So are you, are you ready to have this movie and then watch Batman in a couple of months and go like, damn, that was a... I'm not going to, I'm not going to compare. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. This is a great, this is a great superhero movie. the same thing as with Batman. There's so many Batmans. This was really cool. I don't think we'll I, ever get something like this again. No. Where the, the, they're the not going to bring seven not, they're not, they're not, not, Yeah, the same exactly. Movie. It's this so is, different and unique in its own way. They, I don't think it compares at all with what you Batman shouldn't compare does. It. Never no, compare it. They're completely Excuse different. Me. No, never compare it. <laughs> they're comparing it now. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before everybody just chews my head off on the other side of this table, chill. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> the yeah, greatest. Nick. <laughs> <laughs> that was so cute. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do I have to fight three people now? I do it. I All right, Emma. Goblin, Let's relax, dude. I am, an a- I am an agent of chaos. I do this. No, 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 no. Because I. But the only, the main reason I say this is because a a great Batman movie is a movie that is a great movie that has Batman in it. That is how you make a great Batman. But out of respect, don't compare this movie to anything oh, else. No. Just leave it as it is. That's the thing. When you say like, oh, how is this movie going to compete? How is Batman going to compete with this movie? Who cares? No, if the totally Batman, it, it's totally different and respected. Flash will compete with oh, it. Hold on. Ooh. Hold on. Because you're hold, doing, hold on. Just enjoy it. It's a superhero right? movie. Leave the Spider-Man. It's a superhero movie. It, it it still qualifies inside of this. You cannot just say it doesn't compare. You just want to go watch the Batman and be like, dude, this was the best Batman movie ever created. No, just Absolutely. leave yes. it. Well, just, it is. It's going to be. Renee's like, I got to disagree with you there. No, but like, it's going to be amazing. I go like Spider Man, who? I'm going to throw away my unbiased or my biasness of like Spider Man. I'm saying this as like someone that loves film and that appreciates good storytelling. Mm-hmm. No Way Home is that. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if there's a, a Batman fan who like comes in and starts chewing my head off or bringing him up and being like, how dare you say all this, this stuff. I don't care. Come at me. You guys can I, find me on Instagram. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying I, because as we as we were saying earlier, the beginning of this movie was a little choppy. It was. And then it then led into a stronger film. Yeah. I'm if anything, I'm from what I've seen of of John Watts's movie. Uh, I mean, uh, Matt Reeves' movie, it feels like the the Batman is going to be We're not talking about the Batman. This is No Way Home. This is, no this way is home. a Spider-Man review, Nick. No Way Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like people don't understand what content is. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Look, we got... We got, we got well, I think we just have to wrap it up here. Yeah, because we're reaching... We are, we're reaching our time limit really badly right now. Softball up in the air. <laughs> All right, guys. So that about does it for. It's not like it's not like we're gonna do another episode after this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that about does it for issue number seventy-eight, guys. Uh, this is our final main current issue for the year. Yeah. Uh, Renee, Nick, and I are planning on taking a little bit of a break, so we are gonna be back cataloging a couple issues. So issue seventy-nine and eighty are going to be non-current issues but we're going to be discussing some behind the scenes stuff that we're going to be working on and looking back at stuff that we've done this year um because i think amongst the three of us we're really proud of what we've done how far we've gotten how much we've done and we want to continue this so uh issue 79 and issue 80 are going to be shorter issues 
uh, where we're going to be talking about the past and the future of keeping up with the nerds and what you guys can expect. And we uh, want to say between me and Andy that we are very proud of you guys. Oh, yeah. you what guys you guys have are been doing, doing what do you guys continue doing? We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah. And we hope for nothing but the best for you guys in the new year. Thank you. That means Ooh, a lot. 2022. Yeah. Getting drunk. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Jake, <it> real good. <laughs> Issue 81, foreshadowing. Now, now Champagne. Let's get, now let's get drunk. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so thank you guys for everything. All the support, all the love, um, all the, you know, all the comments. Uh, yeah, guys, make sure you guys share with all your friends. Um, you know, it. you guys are really great to listen to, honestly. Thank you. you yeah. guys have really great chemistry. Your voices are so soothing. Yes. <laughs> Not like that. <laughs> um, monster. So to wrap it up, guys, uh, you guys can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Keeping Up With The Nerds. Go ahead and follow us there uh, for all the up-to-date information on when we release issues and when things are going to be coming out. Uh, follow us on our website, keepingupwiththenerds.com. Uh, that is going to be updated on a weekly basis to let you guys know when podcasts are going to be coming out. Skits, videos, everything. So follow us on there. We have our content. Uh, spotlight page where we highlighted all our guests and that is the page to keep up to date with because we're yes. going to be having some guests in the future as well and if you guys want to know more about them and follow them that's where you guys go um youtube if you guys are listening to our, our us on our audio platforms youtube keeping up with the nerds we will be posting videos there as well as our visual representation of the podcast and if you guys are watching us on youtube head on over to our audio platform spotify yes. apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and podbean and if you're listening to us on apple Podcasts, leave a review guys yeah. with that said are we ready to wrap up this issue yeah yes. last um, wrap up amongst all three of us i was about to say yes. um you, because you didn't say you got to make sure to hit that subscribe button, hit the notification, and also uh, I know that you are Web. listening without subscribing, so please make sure to hit that subscribe button. <laughs> and also, you can push the button to get uh, sub notifications, or you can push the button to get all the notifications. Oh, but yes. then you can get all of our skits and also all of our updates as Thanks. soon as they come up. There you go. Got to be a producer. It's <laughs> like five seconds of stuff. He's like, now I'm producer. All right, guys, are we ready? Same yeah. order as before. Yeah, let's not mess this up, guys. Yeah. Here we go. This has been Keeping Up with the Nerds, issue number seventy-eight. My name is Brian and Nick, Renee, Andy, and Mandy. Recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We want to thank everyone for listening to this issue and hope to see you all next time. Bye.